Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or the HealthQuest or both of them. And they're free. Uh, HealthQuest goes out on Friday. So if you want one tomorrow, sign up tonight and you'll be added to the list and you'll get your art, uh, your free um, newsletter tomorrow. If you want the American Survival, that comes out on Tuesdays. So you can sign up for that as well. And, of course, that has a lot of, you know, natural therapies uh, information in there as, as well as financial market stuff and uh, investment information from the folks at Discount Gold and Silver Trading. So great stuff. Can't live without it. It protects your health and wealth, and that's important. I'm out of time. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease, to so seek medical advice from a licensed medical physician if you dare before using any product or therapy. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. provided strength. Indeed, the chemical compounds of thyme contain antioxidants, an effective germicide that kills whooping cough bacteria and makes breathing easier. Just imagine what you can do with thyme herb when it comes to respiratory ailments like croup, pneumonia, asthma, and sinusitis. The extra benefit of thyme herb is that it soothes the nerves and stops spasmodic coughing, so you can get some rest. Who says you don't have time to take care of yourself? Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free for time, tincture, and tea to soothe your cough and get some rest. 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International 704-875-8010 or online at thepowerherbs.com. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. 
You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Tejas Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. As you know, this is the final stage in your examination. It's a rather informal test in which we try to get some line on your ability to think on your feet. Your reaction to stress and pressure. Clear your desk. Get your number two pencil ready. If you are ready, the Inquisition is about to begin. Nobody the Spanish. 
If you have questions, please refer them to the chat room and make them good. Go ahead, make my day. One question, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bonk? Live from Houston, Texas, a man who calls it like he sees it, without the normal political correctness he may have grown comfortable with. It's time for the Texas Perspective on Current News and Events. This show is not for the faint of heart or easily offended. Chances are you will learn something and along the way get to hear some great music from bands you may have missed. The doctor is in, and he will see you now. Well, I guess we better get on with it. And we're getting on with it today. I want to thank uh, Francis for manning the board there and making it all happen for us. Lots of excitement going on out there. Uh, it's, it's a fabulous day outside. I don't know how it is where you are, but here in Houston, Texas... It's a balmy 71 degrees with a five-mile-an-hour wind out of the west. Uh, it's really hard to, to describe how wonderful it is to live in Houston. Now, we don't, uh, we don't get to go out and ice skate. Uh, we don't get to go out and turn donuts on the street in our cars on the ice. You know, a lot of things that some of you listeners get to do. We don't get to do all of those things here. But uh, on the other hand, we do have a lot of fun. And uh, we, we enjoy uh, this wonderful weather and what we call Christmas here in Texas. Because uh, here in Texas, Christmas is a little different than it is in some places. I confess, it took me a little while to get used to it. Uh, you know, I, I was born in, uh, born in Texas. Uh, of course, that part of the land was actually handed over to uh, Wyoming later. But uh, back in the day, Cheyenne, Wyoming was part of Texas, and I was born in that area. And so uh, I consider myself a Texan, but I was born up there in the northern part of Texas, and we got to do all that stuff. I mean, we did stupid stuff. I can tell you, when I was a kid, I would frequently go out and uh, during the winter, and we would play chicken in our cars. We would play chicken in our cars, and we'd uh, we'd go out and uh, we'd uh, drive around on the city streets there in in Lusk, Wyoming, at semi high rates of speed on the ice, and it was a lot of fun. Boy, you want to learn how to handle a car, uh, you know, in snow and ice? Well, that's one way to do it. And we did all of that stuff, and just had a swell time, to be honest with you. Uh, and the amazing thing is, none of us ever wrecked. Uh, you know, we were just, uh, I guess, well, we grew up growing on driving on that stuff. So it just wasn't a problem for us like it would be for, for some people, but none of us ever wrecked. And we just, uh, go out, went out and did that. But down here in Houston, we don't have those problems down here in Houston. Like I said, it's almost Christmas and it's 70 degrees out there. It's just lovely. My day started at, uh, so, well, I left the house right at 6 a.m. this morning so I could go downtown and find out why a guy's TV wasn't turning on and turning off. And uh, we found the problem and fixed it. So, uh, anyway, we're here. Glad to have you guys here. I want you to chime in. I'm looking at the chat room on Facebook. That's where we do most of our chatting around here. Uh, there is also a chat room on YouTube. So, if you want to be part of the show on YouTube, uh, then you can go there and do that. And uh, 
I'm uh, posting the YouTube link there as well. We try to uh, get up on YouTube every day. And the reason we try to do that is because there are a lot of people that that's the only thing they can get. And so uh, we, we try to give everybody a way to get there. And, of course, YouTube archives everything. And we have audio archives at AmericanVoiceRadio.com. AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You can always do that. And, of course, don't forget, if you're in Fredericksburg, you can pick us up over there on uh, 104.9 FM. And I think we're on an AM station now, too, over there. I don't know the number. So, uh we encourage you to, to be a part of the show in all of those places. We also encourage you to support our Fredericksburg uh, advertiser, and that would be Tejas Smoke Depot. So if you vape, if you smoke a pipe, if you like a good cigar with a scotch on the weekend in the evening, uh, then you need to go over to Smoke Depot, Tejas Smoke Depot, and let them show you what they got. They got all kinds of stuff over there for pipe smokers and for vapors and for just smokers in general, not to mention they carry a nice cross-section of beer. Most certainly uh, they would uh, have some shiners over there for you, which happens to be the champagne of bottled beer in my opinion. I know Miller's High Life would di- disagree, but I just don't think beer gets any better than Shinerbach, and that's my favorite beer. And uh if they don't have it, I'm sure they'll get it for you. So go over there and talk to them at Smoke Depot, Tejas Smoke Depot. Now, we're going to be live at the Tejas Smoke Depot January the 12th and 13th. I believe that's a Thursday and a Friday. We're going to be live over there. And we're going to have my buddy Steve O'Brien from Republic of Texas Radio, who broadcasts on Republic of Texas Radio every Sunday morning at starting at 8 o'clock. He's going to be there. And we're going to have a lot of our other friends over there. I bet Susan Dantzler drops in on us. Uh, anyway, we're looking forward to that. It's just going to be uh, just going to be a lot of fun. And I encourage you to uh, to come on over and join us and be in the live studio audience at Tejas Smoke Depot. So uh, and spread the word on that. By the way, uh, put it on all your Facebook posts, tweet it out wherever you are. Uh, We'd like to have a, a small studio audience over there, you know, so maybe 100, 150 people. Um, we'd like to get you over there and and join us. So uh, come on out and do it. And, of course, we're live on Facebook today. It looks like uh, i got uh, Lloyd Levi and Robert Litton in there. Now, Robert Litton, I think Robert Litton and I met one time when we were doing a paintball tournament with our, with our uh, boys. I'm pretty sure that's where we met, but I don't remember. Trevor said, what about a Guinness Stout? Well, Trevor, I don't know if they got that or not, but the last time I had a Guinness Stout, I couldn't handle it. I thought I was I thought I was man enough to do it, but I'm not. I could not do the Guinness Stout, Trevor Gordon. So uh, Cutler's in there today, and Brenda uh, Vaughn is in there today. Brenda's one of my favorite people. And um, glad to have all of you guys with the show today and spread the word. Let's get everybody in on that. So the subject matter today, we've got several things we want to talk about. But one of the things we want to talk about is Donald Trump. Why? Well, he's he's the big cheese. He's the main guy. He's got things going on. Look, Donald Trump has created more jobs than President Barack Obama did in his entire eight years. And, and uh, Donald Trump's not even elected president yet. He won't be elected president until sometime later this month. I think the 20th. He gets elected president. So uh, 
<laughs> Here's a guy, not even elected president yet, has already created or saved more jobs than Barack Obama did in eight years, and the liberals are apoplectic. They have no clue. They don't know what they're doing. It's just absolutely driving them freaking nuts. Uh, they, they've never seen anything like it. I mean, you, you get a guy, and uh, December 19th, thank you, that's when the electors vote. You get a guy in there like, like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's not one of those kind of guys that has just been a bureaucrat his entire life, you know. Most of these people, like, for instance, our congressman, uh, once they get elected and they get the fat check, well, they don't actually do anything, you know, they, they, uh, and they don't have to do anything. They just go up there and say, well, we talked about this, and, and uh, talking about it is as good as doing it, and that's it. We, I, you know, we talked about the fact that we've got literally hundreds of thousands of illegal invaders, as uh, Claver so aptly put it, coming across our southern border. And, uh, you know, yeah, we talked about it, and uh, that's, that's uh, well, that's what we did. We talked about it, and then we went out and had, had some drinks, and, uh, well, then the day was over. We had to, had to go home and watch TV. Yeah, that's, that's what your uh, congressman has been doing for you mostly. And now, if anybody out there has got a congressman they think is doing better, by all means, let me know. Uh, the phone number to talk on the show today is 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. Uh, Trevor Gordon ought to call in here because Trevor Gordon is a uh, political activist. He's actually run for office, and he's actually worked in city government. So, uh, well, Trevor says he's been elected, but Trevor, he really hasn't because the electors vote on December 19th, and until they vote, he's really not even officially elected. So, uh, so anyway, oh, Robert said, we met at the state capitol up there. I was doing a live broadcast. Okay, great. Well, I, I have trouble remembering all the names and putting them all with faces, but I knew we had met somewhere. And uh, so anyway, appreciate you filling me in on that. We got uh, Texas concealed gun owner in there. He said, put them on a time clock and limit their terms. Absolutely. And Steve Malloy just, uh, just clocked in too. So it's good to see all you guys on there. Glad to have you as part of the show today. Uh, Becky Williams is trying to distract me. She she uh, wrote on her uh, Facebook page right below my my window. I hate bras. Random thought. <laughs> so anyway, we're probably probably not going to talk much about that. But uh, anyway, uh, give us a call. It is. I'm going to post it here in the chat room too, in case you all forget. One eight hundred nine three two. One nine eight zero to be on the show today. So there it is. It's officially posted. Now I do want to commend uh, Comcast. Comcast came out here the other day, and they finally got my internet speed up. I'm now rocking along. I've got uh, download speeds of uh, one hundred and seventy nine thousand, one hundred seventy nine megs. Uh, 179 megs uh, per second. Pretty good. So, <laughs> Cutler said, I'm, the wife banned him, I guess, <laughs> because you're too blunt. Hey, Cutler, we take it the way, we, we take it, the way it is around here, and everybody uh, that wants to listen to the show is entitled to their opinion. And there's the lovely Holly Feely uh, signing in right there. She, uh, she did my morning show today on Raging Elephants Radio. 
We appreciate her for doing that. So, anyway, Donald Trump is just driving them freaking nuts up there because he's doing such an incredible job, and he's not even officially elected president yet. He'll be elected by the electors on December 19th, assuming that they all keep the faith and do what they're supposed to do. And then that will go to Congress, and January the 2nd, Congress will open those votes, and uh, they will... uh, declare the winner, and then on January 20th, the inauguration will take place. And when that happens, uh, then Donald Trump will officially take office. And, oh, man, that that should excite you. It excites me. I mean, if he's done this much good and he hasn't even taken office yet, how much good is he going to do on day one? Not to mention the first 100 days. Well, yesterday we had some of my friends call in from Wisconsin on the uh, presidential recount going on up there in in Wisconsin. Of course, I went up there with 14 other members of the Texas Strike Force, and we worked our butts off. We set a record for the most voter contacts ever in the history of Wisconsin, and it paid off. Wisconsin went red for the first time since 1980, and Oshkosh, uh, Winnebago County went red for the first time since uh, since 1984. So, guys, it was absolutely amazing to see what happened up there, and uh, that just shows you what a few guys with a mission can do. Well, they're doing a recount up there. As you know, Green Party Jill Stein, uh, Jill Stein, the one who thinks that uh, the uh, Castro is just a wonderful guy. That, that Jill Stein, that's what she says. Thinks Castro is just a, some kind of great leader, and she admires him. Um, Jill Stein uh, called, yeah, Shill Stein, thank you, uh, Francis. Uh, Jill Stein called in, and and uh, so far she, she's got this recount started, and I want you to know that it has changed the vote. It has indeed changed the vote. Uh, it turns out that there was one vote that uh, was for Donald Trump, and it was actually supposed to be for Hillary. So they've changed that. One vote. Hillary's up by one vote. Well, I I don't mean she's winning one vote. I mean, she got one more vote than she had, uh, which means that, uh, you know, she's still 20-some thousand votes behind. But uh, Donald Trump soundly defeated Hillary Clinton, and he defeated her not because uh, he's such a great guy, but he defeated her. (laughs) He defeated her because he speaks to the common man. He came out here and was was who we are. Hillary Clinton has nothing in common with anyone, uh, unless, of course, you're into some kind of perversion. I mean, uh, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it turns out that there was this uh, baby raping ring in Washington, D.C., and Hillary Clinton was right there in the midst of it. John Podesta was one of the guys running it. And they were uh, organizing little uh, little parties where uh, these adult politicians would have sex uh, with uh, minor children. And Hillary Clinton was right in there with it. So uh, all these people said, well, I couldn't vote for Donald Trump because he said pussy. Yeah. Hillary Clinton is so despicable, I, I do not have words. But... Uh, 22,000 votes spread initially, so now I guess it's uh, 21,999. 
Uh, Jill Stein, who finished a very distant fourth, is still demanding a full recount after discovering how much money she can make. But, I mean, excuse me, uh, thinking that she might have got more votes. Uh, remember her first initial goal for the recount was she needed $2.5 million, and, well, now uh, she's up that to $7 million. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, but there, Francis said there are words you just can't say them with like company. Yeah, I know. So uh, anyway, only Menominee County, home to the Menominee Indian Reservation, fully reported its recounted results on the first day, and it found that Jill Stein actually got 17 more votes, and Libertarian Party uh, candidate Gary Johnson got 12 more votes, and Donald Trump lost two, and Hillary lost one. <laughs> so there, there you have it. But it changed nothing. It changed nothing. So um, so far, basically, after the, after the whole day is done, there there's a one vote change, and that's about pretty much it, guys. So on the other hand, what also came out today, the job report. We have a record, folks. A brand new record. Can I get a drum roll, please? Get my drumsticks here. Brand new record. I need a symbol. Uh, brand new record, guys. We have 95,055,000 Americans out of work. And this, the unemployment rate has dropped. But the reason the unemployment rate dropped is because a whole bunch of people just said, man, I can't find a job. I just quit. I'm not even going to look anymore. After all, why why should I look? I'm getting my rent support. I'm getting my my welfare check, um, you know. And I got I got Directv, and so why should why would I want to go look? This is a, a horrible statement, but the truth is, I think this is perhaps the last time, the last time that we're going to see a job report like this. They, uh, the Labor Department added that in November there were 1.9 million Americans marginally attached to the labor force and or people that looked for work at some point during the last year but were not in the labor force. Among the marginally attached were 591,000, almost over half a million people, that are discouraged and are not out looking for a job anymore because they just don't think there are any jobs. Well, Barack Obama had his way, there wouldn't be any jobs, but... In recent years, I mean, let's face it, a, an extremely high number of Americans have been dropping out of the workforce entirely. I mean, uh, when Barack Obama took office officially, that is, after two years of Nancy Pelosi writing the checkbook red, and God, can you believe she's still around? Uh, Barack Obama took office, there were 80,000, excuse me, yeah, 80 million, 80 million, 529,000 people out of work. But that jump number has grown steadily since then. More than 15 million Americans are now out of work. And the workplace participation rate dipped in November, hitting the 62.7% mark. That means that 62.7% of Americans are no longer participating in the workforce. Now, the good news is we are an absolute production giant. I mean... Texans, for instance, tell you about Texas, most recent numbers on Texas, if you rated Texas not as a state, but you rated it as a nation, 
If you rated Texas as a nation, we come in as the fourth most productive people in the world. That's right, fourth most productive people in the world. Out of all the nations in the world, we are the fourth most productive. Now, that should, that should just impress you. So, uh, but why? Well, it's because guys like me, typing this out, sorry guys, I'm sending a letter to uh, my cable company. Um, that's because guys like me work our butts off. That's why I get up at 5, 30, 6 in the morning. I head out. I go put in, uh, you know, maybe six hours of solid hard work. I come in here. I do the radio show. And then after I sign off in the afternoon, I do post-production. And then I get back in the van, and I go out, and I'll go out and work maybe till uh, you know, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Why? Because, well, nobody else is going to do it. And how many jobs do I have? Probably not unlike you. I've got uh, my audio video job where we build the finest home theaters in Texas. I've got my uh, my band that I do. We do a lot of charitable charitable work in uh, in the the band. And uh, then I've got uh, this radio show that I do on two different platforms. And this radio show uh, shows up in two different places: RagingElephantsRadio.com every day. Be sure you download the free app so you can listen anywhere you want to go. Raging Elephants Radio, and then AmericanVoiceRadio.com every day, distributed all across the United States on both Internet and terrestrial stations. So uh, which is always why I'm interested in knowing where you're listening from, because we're trying to figure out where all of our listeners are. And even though I broadcast, thank you, Trevor gave me a symbol, symbol clash a minute ago. <laughs> and then after I broadcast, uh, you know, on, on this show, it, it shows up in a lot of places. YouTube and everything else. But I work all the time. <laughs> and AVRN doesn't need doesn't even need an app. Yeah, but the Doc Green show does. I, I don't have an app. See if you use the tune in radio app, you can get American Voice Radio. You could also get Raging Elephants Radio, and that's why anytime I run into one of my friends out there, I set it up on both of them. So that you have the tune in radio app and you have the Raging Elephants Radio app. And that way you can listen. So, uh, but ABRN, American Voice Radio Network. And, and by the way, you guys should start tuning in. I'm not the only good show on American Voice Radio. We got a lot of other good shows out there. So uh, I encourage you all of, the, all of you to listen to that. Hey, there's, uh, there's Aunt Barbara. She said she's on the road, but she's got me on speakerphone. Well, thank you, Aunt Barbara. And uh, Amanda Holloman's in Baydown, Texas. All right, well, that's uh, one of my neighbors here. Of course, Trevor Gordon's in Houston, Texas. And uh, Trevor's, Trevor's a local kind of politician guy. Um, he, uh, he is in city or has been in city government. I don't know what he's doing right now, and I, and I don't know if he's going to run for office again. That'd be interesting to know. And then I got uh, Jay Stanley there, and uh, Jay's another Houstonian. So I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Uh, I was amazed to find out that we have a very large audience up in the Dallas area. So up in Dallas, Texas there, McKinney, uh, all of those areas, we have a very large audience up there, and we're grateful for all of that as well. So uh, anyway, Donald Trump is the man. He is doing it. He is, and Pat, Hey, Patrick Jensen and Humble, good to chat with you, man. I didn't realize you were even listening. Patrick's a heck of a drummer, by the way. So if you ever get to hear him play, he's really good. 
So um, glad to have all of you here and being part of the show. Now, voter registration, I heard Claver talking about that on his show just before I came on. Uh, Claver's on Raging Elephants Radio every day. Uh, he said that Senator Dan Patrick, the demigod that blessed our great state with licensed and taxed open carry last session, is seeking to continue registering gun owners under the guise of a no-cost licensed carry bill, and its House counterpart, HB 335, as filed, would completely eliminate the $140 fee to obtain a license to carry. Well, now, they ain't that nice. I'm kind of liking it. But, um, and, and the $100 fee if you want to obtain a license to carry instructor certification. The problem is, guys... The Constitution is clear. The Second Amendment says uh, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's just that simple. So I think the way I ought to quit infringing it. So anyway, I'm going to hit this break a little early. Take it away, Francis. We're going to be right back on the Doc Green Show, and I'm going to finish that out. The amazing Doc Green Show is on the air. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. Specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great. The service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. It's, it's, there's no special care. It, it's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or offices at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this it's not like I've done this one or two times but I've done it many many times so give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge that's that's floor of Houston 
Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. The doctor is in. And I guess that commercial's over because uh, I don't hear anything. So anyway, still trying to run my business here. It's Christmas. We got that's going nuts out there. So anyway, as I mentioned when we went off the air, guys, one of the problems that we're dealing with is the the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And I'll just uh, quote that exactly if I can: a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. So. You can't have any security unless you have a well-regulated militia, right? Well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Well, of course, that would be assuming we're a free state, and of course we are not, not, not in Texas, not in the United States. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So maybe it's been repealed because we are no longer a free state. And for those of you that think we are a free state, I just suggest to you that you go right out to your car right now. You uh, get in your car. You do not put on your seatbelt. You pop open a can of beer and uh, start driving downtown and see how it goes for you. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Amanda. Um, you, you see my point? You don't have any liberty, and you know it. You can't buy beer in this state after two. It's not that I really care whether I can buy a beer. It's the fact that the nanny state has to tell me whether or not I can buy a beer. That's what irks me. I don't, I don't think that's an acceptable situation. I want liberty. That's all I want. Hi, Jeannie. Jeannie was one of the attractive young ladies kind enough to come down and help me at the uh, polls on Election Day. And she is one of the reasons why our polling went so smooth, because we had enough competent help down there. We were able to do it. And um, and I missed something here about uh, CPS, too. I, I, uh, I hope we'll get, get to that as well. But all of those things about the Second Amendment that are true, and yet at the same time, we've got legislators here, allegedly liberty legislators like Dan Patrick, that are doing their part by removing the fees. 
for license to carry. Now, Lieutenant Governor, effectively, most people think he is the most powerful man in Texas politics. It's really not true. The most powerful man in Texas politics is the Speaker of the Texas House, because he is the guy who decides what's going to happen. But um, we asked the question, why would not the most powerful man, maybe the second most powerful man, not prioritize passing a constitutional carry bill? The Texas Republican Party dictates that that is priority number one. Well, the answer is simple. Dan Patrick is not the Second Amendment champion that he claims to be. He is a rhino, and he's doing just enough to keep the peasants happy, so we'll send him back to Austin in 2019. Probably like the uh, uh, Right to Life organization that doesn't really want to eliminate abortion. It's just that they want to they give in little incremental steps here and there so it looks like something is happening when indeed nothing is happening because they don't want to lose that as an election issue. Now, Jonathan Stickland has filed another bill this session, HB 375, and uh, Don Huffines is carrying that in the Senate, and that is to give us constitutional carry. And constitutional carry and simple, simple uh, text is this. No permit of any kind and no restrictions on firearms of any kind. And some of you guys out there are cringing already. Well, there are some people I don't want to have firearms. Well, I don't care what you want. I, I'm telling you what's right. It's a God-given right to be able to defend yourself, and it's a God-given right that if you can afford an FA-18 and you can put gas in that thing and learn how to fly it, and you can arm those miniguns, well, more power to you. If you can afford a couple of dozen Sidewinder missiles and you can do the maintenance necessary to keep those operational... You have a legal right to have those, and I encourage you to do so. I personally think every man of means should have at least one uh, army tank in his driveway. Fully loaded, ready to go. Because you can't keep a tyrannical government in check as long as they have superior firepower. Does that make any sense? That's where we get tyranny from. When the government no longer fears the people, we have tyranny. And unfortunately, what Lieutenant Dan is doing is just pushing to register more gun owners. Now, you might recall I talked about the Republic of Texas guys here the other day. And what did they get them on? Firearms charges. Phony firearms charges. Laws in violation of the Constitution. Laws that are repugnant to the Constitution, and yet that's what they use to get these guys and put them in prison. Uh, Marbury versus Madison. <clears throat> Thank you, Francis. The Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land, and any law that is repugnant to the Constitution is therefore null and void. <clears throat> Murdoch versus Penn. No state shall convert a liberty into a privilege, license it, and attach a fee to it. Well, what are we doing here? That's what we're doing. They took our rights, and now they're selling them back to us. Well, actually, here in this case, they want to eliminate the sale. They just want you to have to register so they'll know who's got the guns. Anyway, this, this, the state of Texas currently doing exactly that. 
The House Appropriations Committee likely will not allow the state of Texas to eat the cost of the license to carry program. And in the end, what will happen is a $140 fee will probably be reduced to some other number smaller than 140 and nothing will have been accomplished. Well, I know it started out as a $250 fee. Lieutenant Dan will fly his faux Second Amendment flag high and cry, Well, I tried. <laughs> You don't need permission to carry a weapon. I happen to be licensed to carry. Now, if you go to the Capitol a lot, I would recommend you be licensed to carry because if you go to the Capitol a lot, you don't have to stand in a long line and go through the x-ray machine. If you go to the Capitol a lot and you've got a license to carry, you just show your license. They they put it in a license reader and you walk right in. And you can go in there with your... uh, 1911 and your two spare mags locked and cocked. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, I haven't been in since open carry happened. That'd be fun. I've got to go in there and open carry the Capitol because that would just be awesome. But I haven't had a chance to do it yet. It's good. You know, I was up there when they were arresting people for wearing black powder pistols on Capitol grounds. I was up there in the days when people would be having a holster on their hip and it'll have a banana in it because they didn't want to get arrested by reason 7 DPS for being on the Capitol grounds with a weapon even though Texas law specifically says black powder pistols are not weapons but nonetheless that's the way they chose to codify it and the one time that I challenged the uh, head of the uh, palace guard uh, Captain Rolando Rivas uh, he threatened me and my buddy, said, uh, I'm going to arrest your ass if you don't get out of here right now. Because I was up there asking questions. They don't like that. So anyway, we do need to call Jonathan Stickland and support him. Find Jonathan Stickland on Facebook and let him know that we appreciate what he's doing. And I would contact Lieutenant Dan, too. And uh, you can reach Lieutenant Dan at 512-463-0001. And say, hey, Lieutenant Dan, the Texas Republican Party platform calls for a push for constitutional carry. Why don't you get on board? That's what I think should happen anyway. So I just posted the wrong thing. That's not what I wanted to post. So anyway, um, and apparently I'm missing a CPS story in my own chat room. But I got more than this, that I want to talk about. I got a lot of stuff here that I'm uh, I'm trying to reach out to and and uh, get covered here. One of my friends, uh, Bob Bysden, said that another friend who lives in Flint, Michigan area, have been discussing about helping to change schools over to what concerned parents and concerned citizens want to teach our children. And they want to form a group on Facebook. Well, that's interesting. We would like to know about that. Let me just tell you this about uh, public schools, guys. Get your children out of public school. I don't care how you do it. You've got to do it. When I first took my son out of public school, the last of my four, I uh, we didn't know how we were going to be able to afford it. I wasn't making that much money. And I didn't know how we were going to be able to afford it. 
I just didn't see any way, actually, that we could afford it. But we did. We worked it out, and we got our children out of public school, and we homeschooled him for a year. And the reason why was because the Christian school we wanted to put him in thought he had an attitude problem. Well, you'd be amazed at how a year of homeschool fixed that. And at first, he hated it. He screamed and pitched a fit. But then he finally realized, well, I ain't doing any good. They're not going to put me back at school, so I guess I might as well study a little bit. Six months into the homeschool thing, he said, I've learned more in the last six months than I've learned in the last six years. And that kind of says it all about homeschool for me right there. And I'm encouraging every one of you listening to this show today, if your children are in public school, get them out. Get them out of public school. Homeschool them. Go to your local Christian school. If you don't feel equipped to homeschool, go to your local Christian school and say, look, I want to get my kid in here. Can you work out some kind of a payment arrangement that I can afford? Because I'm still going to have to pay that uh, several thousand a year to the state of Texas uh, for schooling. And, uh, yeah, public schools, that's child abuse is what it is. So I'm still going to have to pay that $5,000 a year uh, so they can abuse my abuse some of these kids. They're not going to abuse mine anymore. But uh, yet my child needs to get an education. So how do you do that? Well, you get your kids out of the public school system, and you either homeschool them or you get them into private school. And some of you think that you're not qualified to teach your children. Let me tell you, you probably know more about what's going on and what your kids need to know than any of those teachers do. Those teachers live in an insulated world. They are unionist. They they love the Democrat Party. They vote Democrat, and they are teaching your children to be good little worker bees. They're not teaching them anything they need to know. That's why Common Core is the problem that it is. And once again, Lieutenant Dan came out against Common Core. They got a law passed that we can't teach Common Core here in Texas, but it's still going on in every school in Texas. So, uh, if you, but if you're out there making a living, you probably know more about it than the teachers do because the teachers are on the dole. They get paid for showing up. They don't get paid for turning out a product. I can tell you here in my company, uh, selling home theater systems, if I put out a home theater and it doesn't work, I don't get paid. It's just that simple. Sometimes, even if it works, if it doesn't work the way the person wanted it to work, as easy as they wanted it to be or what they thought they were getting, I don't get paid. It's just the truth. And teachers, on the other hand, get paid to show up. And Amanda said they only teach to pass the state test. Well, that's true, and I I wouldn't have a problem with that either if, and this is the if here, if the stuff that was on the test was relevant. Now, there was a test that I was going to take one time for uh, electronics technician, and they had a bunch of questions on there. It was for the highest level, and I guess they just wanted to put some stuff on to make it hard. But they had some stuff on there for people to design circuits. Those questions are not relevant to what I do, but I had to learn that information in order to pass the test. I didn't need to know what a NAND was, N-A-N-D. I didn't need to know what a NAND was. But the last test I did, and unfortunately that's the kind of test we're getting in schools today. 
And somebody said, well, rote memorization never works. We don't like rote memorization. You have to memorize certain things. Every child should have his mathematics uh, multiplication tables. Those should all be ingrained in your mind. It should be instantaneous. You should not have to think about it. But schools don't teach that anymore. They don't teach that because I feel like the goal of the schools now, from what I've read and stuff I've seen, is to make sure that by the time you reach the 12th grade, that is, if you've had the sick tutitiveness to even make it to the 12th grade, but by the time you reach the 12th grade, you'll have a 6th grade education. Brenda said, I homeschooled my son when he was in kindergarten age, and he could read full, three full grades higher than his classmates through the rest of his school years. I can tell you, one of my sons, uh, his, uh, his uh, English teacher used to call on him to uh, define certain words because she really didn't know what those words meant. But that's because I used to make my make life hard on my kids. You know, one of the things I said, well, if you come home and you don't have any homework, I'm going to give you some homework. So you better bring your homework home. And uh, so I would I would give them homework. And if they came home, I'd say, okay, I want, I'm, and I'd give them maybe four or five P words. And I'd say, okay, I want you to look up these P words, and I want you to uh, write the definition. Then I want you to write a sentence with them. And then at the end, I want you to write a paragraph using, utilizing all of the P words, and it must make sense. Parsimony is still one of my favorite P words. So, you know, I, my kids learned these words because I'm a vocabulary nut. I love vocabulary. And as a result, my kids were reading above grade level, and they understand things. Amanda, your feed won't load. Dadgummit, I hate that. I do hate that. So, um, get your kids out of public school. I don't even remember how I got started on that tirade. Because I think I started out here uh, with Dan Patrick trying to get trying to get people to call him. 512 463 Zero 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 one. So that's what they're listing here. I think it's five one two four six three one thousand though. That's what I think it is. I think you may have that wrong. Give Dan Patrick a call. Tell him what you want. Jonathan Stickland, on the other hand, he wants to amend the uh Constitutional Carry Act. He said a person commits an offense if the person intentionally, knowingly, or recklessly carries on or about his or her person an illegal knife or a club, even if the person is not on their premises or under premises under another person's control, inside or directly en route to a motor vehicle or watercraft owned by the person. But they want to amend that and say it is a defense to prosecution that the actor possessed at the screening checkpoint for secured area a concealed handgun that the actor was not otherwise prohibited by law from possessing.
A peace officer investing, investigating contact that may constitute an offense under subsection A, and that consists only of an actor's possession of a concealed handgun, that the actor may not arrest the actor or the possessing, that the peace officer may not arrest the actor for the offense unless the officer advises the actor of the defense available under subsection E1 and gives the actor an opportunity to exit the screening point for the secured area. There's a lot of mumbo-jumbo in here, so I'm not going to read that to you. That would be boring. So let me move back uh, to Donald Trump here for a minute. There's a lot of people that are expecting big things from Donald Trump, in spite of the big things he's done already, but they're not quite as optimistic as when the uh, Obama Democrats took charge. Well, that's of course not, because when you've elected Santa Claus and he's promised you all this free stuff, why wouldn't you be optimistic? Unless, of course, you were homeschooled. Uh, or private school, in which case you say, wait a minute, that's stupid. That's not possible. You can't give everybody free stuff. But for the average uh, average college graduate, they uh, they said Barack Obama is going to give us free stuff, and we're, we're excited about it. That's why we voted for him. I remember the one woman was queried as a, well, how do you think he's going to pay for all that? So, out of his stash. <laughs> yeah, out of his stash. Well, Barack Obama was broke when he got elected president. I mean, I know he's a multimillionaire now, but he was broke when he got elected. So anyway, uh, more people were optimistic then than they were than they are now. But nonetheless, I talked to a guy yesterday, and God, I'm trying to remember what business he was in. It was something, I mean, completely unrelated to anything in retail or whatever. And he said that his business has gone way up. And the reason he's gone, he said the reason the business has gone way up is because uh, optimism. It's just that simple. People are more optimistic. They believe that things are going to change simply because of who Donald Trump is. Now, some people are worried it might change a little too much. I don't know if that's possible. But we are going to see major changes with Donald Trump. Um, somebody said, well, he can't go down and do with Carrier what he did with everybody else. Well, maybe not in that manner, but the simple matter is he's trying to get, institute some stuff to solve the problem immediately. And then, as time goes on, there will be other solutions to other problems. But eliminating taxes, for one thing, is going to make things, for me, a business owner, wonderful. Which I guess now my son's a business owner, but nonetheless, it's going to make our business wonderful. So we'll see how that goes, but that's, that's what I'm seeing happen. Um, France says some people are less optimistic because after eight years of destruction, many are wondering if even Superman could fix this mess. Well, that's part of my problem, too. I'm worried about that. <laughs> Brenda said her son complained one time that she, uh, her son was given a book report and they claimed they couldn't understand it because he used words they didn't know. <laughs> That uh, does not surprise me in the least. 
Yeah, Brenda said, uh, now, now what they teach in school is how to put a condom on. And don't forget, there are sexual diseases that condoms do nothing to prevent. You can get sexual diseases today that are going to be more than uncomfortable. They will kill you. Shouldn't we be teaching our children that abstinence is a really good idea? I think so. I think it would make a lot of sense. But, uh, Trevor, yeah, we need major drastic changes to get our country back on track. I'd be interested in hearing what some of y'all's thoughts are on that, but we need to cut taxes. We need to cut them dramatically. I like Donald Trump's idea about for every new regulation you propose, we have to pick two regulations we're going to get rid of. Because if we continued to operate like that, we would finally reach a point in government where we we would be down to what is really important. Yeah, because we conceivably could get to that point. Now it would take 100 years because there's that many laws on the books. But we could conceivably get down to where uh, the only law that we had to deal with is um, don't kill anybody and don't steal our stuff. That would be pretty much it, wouldn't it? And do we need any more laws than that, really? And I say no. You know, don't steal people's stuff. Don't kill her. Don't kill people. That's it. I can't think of anything else that's really more important. Uh, the whole idea of speed laws, pretty much ridiculous. You can control speed with highway design. Brent says they've now been teaching children to read by skipping over words they don't know and just guess what they mean based on the context. Oh, my God. Got to be kidding me. When I see a word that I don't know, and believe it or not, it does happen from time to time, I look it up. I've got dictionary.com on my smartphone, and I've got a huge, unabridged Webster's Dictionary on my shelf. I have to know these things. Yeah, Lisa said, that's it. Just get rid of two laws for every new law you write. Well, I would go for that. But I don't want it just on a national level. I want it on a state level as well. So that every time we get rid of a law, or every time we, tr- we want to bring in a new law, we get rid of two. Because we have too many laws. That's why that book, uh, Three Felonies a Day, was written. Um, there are so many laws. You you commit laws every day, commit uh, infractions every day, and you don't even realize it. It's uh, it's gotten to the point of absolute ridiculousness. I'm pulling it up here, and uh, yeah, it's uh, three felonies a day. By Boston civil rights lawyer Harry Silverglate. Silverglate? Probably Gate. I don't know. But he says that everyone in the U.S. commits felonies every day, and if the government takes a dislike to you for any reason, they'll dig in and find a felony you're guilty of. Why? Pass sufficient laws so that every man is a criminal and may be picked up for cause at any point in time. This is how a tyrannical government works. Well, I'm going to talk about that some more as soon as we get back. Going to hit this break right here. Take it away, Francis. 
Smoke Depot wishes you well. Locally owned and operated, we have all sorts of tobacco products. Come take advantage of our sale on vapor products up to 50% off. Thanks for listening to us on the Dot Green Show on ABRN, RER, Facebook, or YouTube. We are located at 1639 West Highway 290 in Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, Tejas Smoke Depot in Fredericksburg, Texas. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. You've just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Maintaining your home air conditioner is just as important as maintenance on your car. You don't know the big difference there's going to be until you've had the work done. I thought my system was working fine, but now it's better than ever. Galen Beatty did it for me, and he'll do it for you. Good servicing will not only keep your system performing well during the sweltering summers here in Houston, but it will save you money year after year. In my case, it cut my AC power consumption by 20%. Do what I did. Have Galen Beatty set up regular AC maintenance to cut your energy bill and prevent system failure at the worst time. And what's better than being comfortable and saving money? Whether you need a basic tune-up or it's time to put in a new super-efficient system, you should call BDAC, 281-222-9591. That's 281-222-9591 to schedule an AC system tune-up. BDAC and Heat. That's B-E-E-D-E-A-C and Heat.com. BDAC and Heat.com. The doctor is in. And the doctor is in. Wanted to uh, see if I can get this to happen for you, just because it's so apropos at this time of year. If oh, yeah. you dream of horse-drawn carriages Dashing through the snow That they don't have white Christmases in Houston 
Facebook page where you, where you guys can go and uh, and get their uh, get their music. So I uh, hope you guys will. Branded duo. They actually are uh, from the Houston area, but uh, I love that tune. It kind of breaks, kind of brings the sentiment here. You're not going to get any snow in Houston at Christmas. It's just not going to happen. So back to where we were when I left off. Three felonies a day. It's uh, sort of uh, sort of disappointing to find out that that's the case. But uh, it's written by Boston civil rights lawyer Harvey Silvergate. And he says that everyone commits three felonies a day in Houston, whether you want to or not. He said the average professional in this country wakes up in the morning, goes to work, comes home, eats dinner, then goes to sleep, unaware that he or she has likely committed several federal crimes that day. Why? The answer lies in the very nature of modern criminal law. It's exploded in number. It's becoming possibly broad and vague. In three felonies a day, Harvey Silverglate reveals how the federal criminal laws have become so dangerously disconnected from English common law tradition and how a prosecutor can pin arguably federal crimes on any one of us for even the most seemingly innocuous behavior. The volume of federal crimes in recent decades has increased well beyond the statute books into a morass of code of federal regulations, including federal prosecutors, 
additional trove of vague and exceedingly complex and technical prohibitions to stick on their hapless targets. The danger spilled out in three felonies today did not solely apply to white-collar criminals, state, local politicians, or professionals. In fact, no social class or profession is safe from this troubling form of social control by the executive branch, and nothing less than the integrity of our constitutional democracy hangs in the balance. Well, it's not a constitutional democracy. It's a representative republic. In response to the question about what happens to big company CEOs who refuse to go along with government surveillance programs, uh, you might recall back when they were trying to get Apple on board and all that stuff, they offered a case study, and they... We know what happened in the case of uh, Quest before 9-11. They contacted the CEO asking to wiretap all the customers. He consulted with legal and refused. As a result, NSA canceled a bunch of unrelated billion-dollar contracts to, to Quest. And it was then put out to the top bidder. Then the Department of Justice targeted that CEO, prosecuted him, put him in prison for insider trading on the theory that since he knew of anticipated income from secret programs that Quest was planning for the government and the public didn't because it was classified, he couldn't legally tell them, and then he bought or sold Quest stock knowing those things. CEO's name is Joseph P. Nacho, and he's still serving a six-year federal term for refusing the NSA's demand to wiretap his customers. Amazing. But this is what's happening to a lot of people. This is, uh, I mean, let us, let us not forget what they did to the Republic of Texas. And my friend Greg Paulson, a member of the Republic of Texas, who is still serving a 90-year prison sentence for uh, simple burglary, knocking lock off a tool shed. Not acceptable. And Susie Kamek. Right now, she's in the county jail up there in Kerrville. She's been in the county jail now for six weeks, serving a one-year sentence for a probation violation. There's no evidence she was ever put on probation. And once again, she's on probation for having not committed a crime, for committing a non-crime. That non-crime was asking a federal judge to justify his failure to hear her case on having her ranch stolen just like the Grand Old Opry. So we have, where we do live in a society where they have passed sufficient laws so that they can have any one of us arrested at any time for cause, and there's nothing we can do about it. Just that simple. There's nothing we can do about it. Unless, well, maybe a man like Donald Trump can alleviate that to some degree. I can tell you that uh, January the 18th, well, even even today things are happening, but January the 18th, we're going to be up in Austin on uh, the opening day of the legislature because we want to find out what's going on. We want to talk to a lot of people. We want to be part of the process. Today, the SREC is meeting. That's the State Republican Election Committee. They are meeting today. And one of the questions before them today is whether or not to allow the proceedings to be recorded so that you, the average citizen, can see what they're talking about. Really, the 60 most valuable valuable people in Texas, the 60 most uh, influential people in Texas are the SREC, the State Re- Republican Election Committee. 
executive committee, excuse me. And they get together and they decide things. For some of my new listeners, you didn't know it, but uh, about, uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago now, maybe a year ago, about a year and a half ago, uh, the state Republican executive committee had before it a motion to put Texas independence on the ballot, on the primary ballot, a non-binding referendum, but to give Texans the opportunity to vote in their primary. And I think it would have passed. That's all it was. But the state Republican election committee, the, the 60 members, 62 members, 31 women, 31 men, from each of the uh, uh, Senate districts here in Texas, they met, they got together, and they narrowly voted it down. Narrowly voted it down. Led by Tom Meckler, the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. Because they hated the very thought that Texans might get to vote on their own sovereignty. They said, oh no, you can't trust Texans to vote on stuff like that. They'll vote wrong. They'll probably vote for independence. They're so stupid. <laughs> oh, maybe I'm oversimplifying it. But that is uh, that is what uh, the vote was, and it narrowly failed. Very narrowly failed. They killed it twice, and it came back. Because there are enough people that are interested. And I expect, I was going to run for SREC this time around because I was disappointed in my SREC. But my SREC has, uh, I think he's moved. I think he's a little bit more conservative now than he was. And I think that he will vote for liberty. Yeah, Trevor said transparency is everything. Well, that's it. You know, sunlight solves a lot of problems. When you can see what's going on, it solves a lot of problems. That's why uh, that website, uh, Can I See, has to do with uh, schools and uh, what they're being taught. I'm trying to remember the name of the young lady that uh, does that website. But transparency is the key. If we do not have transparency, if the average person does not want, know what's going on out there, <laughs> there was a run, Doc, run. Well, I missed my chance this time, but in two years, there'll be another chance. Also, in two years, my SREC is going to be term limited out. So that might be the might be the time that I actually get out and get to get, you know go get to to do all this stuff. So we'll we'll see what happens on that. Nonetheless, they're meeting today, and hopefully they will agree, hopefully they will pass that uh, all proceedings should be not only live live video transmitted, but also recorded so you can go back and see what they did and see who said what about what. I think that's kind of important. And uh, to answer your question, uh, not sure I completely understand the question, uh, but uh, the question was asked, are these meetings going to be open? Yes, uh, most of these meetings are open. The SREC meeting, you can observe that meeting. You can't vote, but you can observe. And Trevor said, yeah, sunlight kills all the germs. Yes, it does. You get, uh, you get that information out there, and uh, it changes things. I don't know about you guys, but I can tell you, four years ago, I didn't know what an SREC was. I'd never heard of one. 
And then I found out that uh, to run for SREC, all you have to do is be a registered voter, and you've got to be at the Republican convention. You can run for SREC. It's that simple, and more people should do it. Very powerful group of individuals, 31 men, 31 women, and they make this. They made the decision on Texas independence for all of Texas. 31 men, 31 women. And they're the ones that decided, no, I don't think Texans should be able to vote on that. We don't want a vote on that. That's what they decided. So the end result is we didn't get a vote on it. It did not go on the primary ballot. And now we've got to wait another two years for Texas independence. While you're waiting, you can go ahead and pick up a copy of that book, We Defy. We Defy by Tommy Attaway. Get a copy of it. It comes with a money-back guarantee. The money comes from me. I don't make any money on selling the book. I don't get paid to promote the book. I'm promoting the book for a reason, and that is because the book has some great ideas in there that you ought to know. It's a good read, and it's an exciting read. I sit down and read it in about four hours on a Saturday morning. And I think you ought to own that book, We Defy by Tommy Attaway. It's going to make a great Christmas gift. I think you should get it and uh, and get out there and uh, read it and then implement it because there's there's some there are some uh, aspects of that book which I have been able to to uh, use for my own benefit. He brought some principles out. I weren't sure they'd work, so I decided to try it. Well, they work. So I want you to stop and get that book right now. You can get it at Amazon.com. Here's a little music for you. See if you know who this is.
Oh, yeah. Anybody, any guesses as to who that was? Uh, Michael, thank you for joining the show. J.W. Weems in there, Trevor Gordon. And uh, let's see here. Yes, as a matter of fact, I, uh, yeah, Begging Master is a friend of mine. So, uh, I will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, uh, yeah, the show's going great because we just played some fabulous music. Anybody out there know who that was? That's my question. That's the question on the table. Because it's a great band, big, uh, very powerful trio, and, uh, at least one famous name in that trio. But it happens to be one of my favorite bands. Now, uh, Greg Abbott has taken aim at the Sanctuary Cities deals. Now, Greg Abbott's pretty much full of hot air. Most of you guys know that. I was talking to uh, one of the uh, Pachyderm members today um, from the Houston Pachyderm Club, and uh, they agree with me that Greg Abbott is more or less a uh, he's more or less a failure. Um, but here's what he said. He rebuked a growing movement aimed at protecting illegal invaders from uh, on college campuses from getting funding. He made the threat on Twitter in response to the news that students at Texas a- at Texas State University are petitioning administrators to uh, make the campus a sanctuary for illegal invaders who are coming in in here to take Americans' uh, scholarships and Americans' jobs and Americans' places in general. And, uh, of course, these young skulls from Lamush, I mean, they they got their heads so far up their butt they'll never be able to unplug it, most likely. Um, And Dad and Mom, who worked really hard and made the money so they could send them to Texas State University, are, of course, going to get back some little communists who will probably turn them in and... uh, and have them killed uh, if, if, if uh, things don't improve. I know I'm overstating the case, but Abbott said, uh, I will not tolerate sanctuary campuses or cities. I will cut funding for any state campus if it establishes sanctuary status. Now, Greg Abbott also said he was going to cut off funding to plan and fantasize, but he didn't do that either. They're still getting funded at the full rate. See, Greg Abbott's good at coming out here and saying things, but he's not so good at following through and actually getting them done. Now, the definition of a sanctuary campus is not entirely clear. The University of Pennsylvania, for example, has branded itself a sanctuary campus after announcing it will not let federal immigration authorities on campus without a warrant. And uh, bring that in here so I can see it. Studio is being invaded. I don't even want to know. Uh, there, there is a box out there. I think you can get a bracket out of in uh, Bay uh, Bay Four, shipping and receiving. So, uh, anyway, it's Christmas. We're trying to run both businesses here, but uh, Texas State students are asking the administration to guarantee student privacy by refusing to release information as to whether they are here legally or not. But it's ridiculous. Why do we want illegal invaders coming into Texas at all? That's a number one. And number two, why would we want to give them a free education? How come my children can't get that free education? I'm a taxpayer. 
And my children can't get that free education, but somebody who breaks into the country illegally can? Does that seem fair to you? At Texas A&M University, administrators met with a group of faculty this week to discuss the concept, but in an interview Thursday morning, just before Abbott's tweet, President Michael Young said he didn't see any need for schools to make such a declaration. He didn't see any need for the schools to make such a declaration. No, what he should have come out and said, this is ridiculous. I don't know what retard came up with this idea, but it's a really stupid idea, and it's the question, or it's the answer to the question nobody's asking. It's ridiculous to think that we would allow people who broke into this country illegally to get a free education here just because they are legal illegally here. I mean, it makes no sense. And furthermore, he would have gone out and said that in front of the student body, and then they would have had special classes to explain that because most of these kids that are in college barely have a sixth-grade education, and if they get out of college successfully, they'll barely have an eighth-grade education. That's why I recommend that you homeschool. That's also why I recommend that when your children reach college age, you arrange for them to continue their homeschooling. You arrange for them to make a little money, and you arrange for them to, to do some homeschooling, and you have them read the classics. You have them read all of the classics. And once they've finished all of those, um, and, of course, you have them study the Constitution and parse every word. And once you've done that, now you've got a child that is absolutely ready to do something. I heard a good example today of a homeschool child. And uh, they're actually, they actually live here in Houston, but uh, they have a place up in Colorado for the, that they go to sometimes in the summer and even in the winter when they want to ski. Well, during the summer one year, uh, his, uh, his little girls up there, I say little girls, they're probably 12, uh, but they wanted to open up an ice cream stand and make some money selling ice cream. And so they went out and bought uh, half a dozen churns, and they set them all up, and they churned ice cream all night, put it all in the in the freezer, and put it all in cups. The next day, they're, they're getting ready to go out and sell it. They realize, oh, we don't have enough stuff to sell this stuff. We've got to have wooden spoons, things like that. So she, she called her dad and said, Dad, i got to have these things. Well, his dad had business connections up in Colorado, so he said, okay, I'll get it delivered to you. And they got spoons and napkins. So if they go out there and sell her stuff, and her dad sent an invoice with the spoons and the napkins. Sent an invoice to his own daughter. He was asked why. He said, because I wanted her to learn how business works. So she went out there and she started selling ice cream. And she did very well indeed selling ice cream. Cups of homemade ice cream being sold on the street uh, in Colorado during the summer. Worked out really well. It worked out so well, the local Baskin and Robbins came to her and made a buyout deal because she was hurting their business. And so they bought her out. That girl learned more about business in one summer than she could have learned four years at Texas A&M. She learned how to make a living by filling a need. She said, wow, it's hot outside. I bet people would love to buy an ice cream. I bet they'd love it to be homemade, fresh ice cream. So she went out there and filled the need and found out certainly she is right. She found out if you need supplies, though, you have to pay for those supplies. And you got to buy them, and and uh, and that's a lesson her dad provided for. 
And then the other thing she learned out learned about business is being a disruptor. Being a disruptor. The Baskin and Robbins business there in that town in, our, in uh, Colorado had been doing a fine business. One day, the Baskin Robbins business noticed, wow, our business is down a little bit. Why? They start uh, checking it out. They said, holy smoke, there's two little girls up the street selling ice cream. <laughs> what are we going to do about it? They probably had a meeting and said, well, we could have them killed. And uh, that was immediately aged because they were not Democrats. And said, okay, let's buy them off. Let's go find out how much money it's going to take. And in this case, I mean, these little girls just wanted some spending money. And I don't know what the final settlement was, but settlement was, but it was it was a handsome settlement for two little girls. And they said, "Okay, thank you. We'll take the money. We'll shut down, and everything will go back to normal." That's the kind of lessons we need to be teaching our kids. We do not need to be sending them to some stupid university. My God, they'd learn more sitting at home reading the dictionary. I know nobody has encyclopedias anymore, but when I grew up as a kid, we had a full set of Encyclopedia Britannica. Why? Because my father and my mother thought it was important that I learn stuff, and so she wanted to make sure we had these reference books on hand. We lived out in the country, couldn't go into the library very often. It was a bit of a drive. So uh, we had all these reference books on hand, and we were able to learn these things. You do not need to spend the money to send your kid to an Ivy League college. What you do is you get your kid and you teach them a skill. Maybe you find a company and a business that interests them, and you get them an apprenticeship at that business. Let them be an intern at that business, even if they got to pay, even if they have to pay. I've been thinking about opening an internship for my company here. I'll charge people, but I will teach them. In fact, I've done it with one young lady. And uh, she did a fabulous job, but by the time that she left this company at the end of the summer, she had learned more than she'd learned in school in a long time. Anyway, we're going to hit this break. Be right back on the Doc Green Show. Got a lot of more for you. from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. 
TV and radio are great mediums for mass instruction, but for those times when you just want to hold something in your hands, there is the damn good times. I still love the newspaper, but I'm tired of the liberal bias. That's why I reach for the damn good times. Always full of interesting stories and great information, and you can have it delivered to your doorstep by calling 281-332-5710 or sending an email to news at thedamngoodtimes.com. Just $50 a year will get a full subscription. It's a great gift for all the patriots you know. Do it now. Hello, I'm Gary Wilcox with Pet Floors of Houston. We specialize in luxury vinyl tile installations for your home or your office. We sell a high-performance floor that is perfect for anyone who has dogs or cats or is trying to get a floor that just looks beautiful without nearly the maintenance that other floors have. It's a heavy-duty commercial PVC product. It looks like wood or stone or tile. This is a floor choice that you find major retailers have in their stores or intimate cafe or even your fast food restaurants. The adhesive that we use is waterproof. The product is waterproof, and so therefore, you can use a bleach water solution, clean it right up, and you're back to normal. It doesn't hold any odor, it's realistic, it's hygienic, it's affordable, and there's no click, click, click noise on it when you walk on this floor. It's just amazing. We've been in this house for about eight years, and we've had some hardwood floors down. And it was really one of those things where they were looking worn and need to be refinished, and we were really looking for an alternative. We found Gary with Pep Floors, and he came out and measured. The measurement process went very easily, and when it came installation time, they came out here, did a fine job. The installers were great, the service has been great ever since. I love my new floors. They're great, extremely durable, and they just look beautiful. From a cleaning standpoint, from an overall care standpoint, you don't even have to think about what you're doing. There's no special care. It's, It's really nice. Actually, have a mobile showroom so I can come out to your home or office at a time that's convenient for you and I can show you the samples that would look right in your home. I can even help you make decisions and coach you through this. It's not like I've done this one or two times, but I've done it many, many times. So give me a phone call and I'm happy to come out there. I do estimates for you right there on the spot and it's all free of charge. Pet, pet Floor of Houston. PetFloor.com. The doctor is in. Anyway, that was uh, that earlier song I played uh, was the James Gang from their live album. And uh, the name of the song was uh, Stop. James Gang Live. And I don't know who actually wrote the tune, but um, Jim Fox on drums. And he was actually the band leader of the James Gang. And they brought in... uh, they brought in Joe Walsh, and that was Joe Walsh on guitar and lead vocals on that song that you heard there. So uh, just so that you'll know, they started out in Ohio, and uh, they, uh, you know, they continually uh, went through a lot of different bands and a lot of different musicians as time went on. But uh, that was uh, the the lineup with uh, Jim Fox on drums and uh, Dale Peters on bass and Joe Walsh on guitar. So I just thought I'd lay that on you for good measure. We're going to have another tune before I get out of here today. But uh, now getting back to uh, other news and stuff we've been talking about here. See if I covered that story. Yeah, I did. I got that story entirely covered. 
I got that story entirely covered. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm pretty happy about the fact that uh, we've got Mad Dog Mattis, General Mad Dog Mattis, a real man. <laughs> I mean, are you guys excited about that? I can tell you right now that our enemies around the world are are uh, quaking in their boots. Um, Mad Dog Mattis, what a great guy. Marine Corps General, retired, and uh, now he's he's going to be uh, he's going to be doing some good stuff for America. <laughs> oh my goodness, I need to pull up some of his quotes, but he's a great guy. But uh, this is about time that we got somebody in in here that was actually going to do something for. Uh, uh, for America. Now, who we got? We got uh, Attorney General is going to be Jeff Sessions, CIA Direct, CIA Director Mike Pompeo. I'm going to have to do something on him. UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, and Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services Tom Price, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow. Now, Elaine Chow might really know a lot about transportation. I'd, I've read some of her stuff in years past. The only thing that worries me is she's married to the turtle. Uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, that's her husband. That worries me. Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary. Yeah, I got a few concerns about him, too, because he's uh, he's he's a Goldman Sachs guy. Uh, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. Wilbur Ross, man. I, I, he's a, I've done a little study on him, and he's really good. And then at defense, James... Mad Dog Mattis. Yes. <laughs> uh, so at this point in time, Donald Trump's uh, massively uh, dysfunctional and uncoordinated uh, efforts at putting together a, uh, a cabinet. He's ahead of almost every presidential, uh, not, uh, presidential elect uh, that came before him. He is ahead of Barack Obama at this point. He's actually appointed more people and appointed, appointed more good people than any president in my lifetime. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, even better than Ronald Reagan. I mean, th- when I look at this, this is pretty much of an all-star cast, guys. And so I'm pretty excited about it. And and I think probably some of you guys are too. In fact, I'm going to check here your comments on that in a minute. Also want to know if uh, you know. I, I try to play the best music in the world here. If you guys think I'm missing anything, then you need to, need to let me know that. But I've been told by a couple of people I play the best music in the world on my show. I love these things, man. They put so much crap on all these pages now that uh, I, I'm probably going to end up closing it because it's going to start playing music here or something. It's the holiday. Yep, there it is. There it is. I hate those pop-ups. But uh, Donald Trump said Mattis is the real deal, and I believe him. Some of his famous quotes are, Bloom where you're planted. Of course, that's not an original Mattis quote, but it's a good one. 
which is simply this, wherever you are, do the best job you can do. No matter what you're doing, where you are, do the best job you can do. Make a difference. I've always described to that in my uh, life because not every job that I've had was the job that I wanted. But uh, I've always tried to do the best I could at every job that I had. And that's why when I used to just be a simple store manager for All-Star Audio, I, many times, and, and a couple of other stores for that, you know, people come in and say, do you own the place? I say, no, I don't. I just work here, but I acted like I own the place. I worked like I own the place. There's a problem. I didn't uh, deflect it to somebody else. I took care of the problem. That's just the way I operate. Another great quote from General Mattis. Marines don't know how to spell the word defeat. Now, what he's referring to is not the fact that the Marines are illiterate. It's the fact that the very idea of defeat is something they don't even consider. He said, you are part of the world's most feared and trusted force. Engage your brain before you engage your weapon. Good idea. He said, it's more important today that we hold to our precious legacy of ferocious ethical combat performance. And that's what's scaring people around the world. They are very, very worried about having a real man in the White House that's actually going to stand up for America in the personage of General Mattis and, of course, in our president, Donald J. Trump. He said, actually, it's a lot of fun to fight him. You know, it's a hell of a hoot. It's fun to shoot some people. Yeah, well, he was talking about Arabs. <laughs> talking about Arabs. Hey, Bobby Ritter, is that Bobby Ritter from Rage Against the Regime? It is, Doc. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, better than I deserve, Bobby Ritter. Uh, how's everything going with you? Oh, everything's going wonderful, Doc. Um, I, I, I apologize to all your listeners and anybody that might be hearing any background noise. Um, I'm actually in my truck driving right now, but uh, I have some very, very important information that I think needs to get out, and I figured I'd give you a call and try to share it. Well, let's do it. Well... Um, a video was sent to us today, In it's from Mexico. It's a city in Mexico, and um, there's a bunch of Somalis, and there's Africans. There's a bunch of people from all different parts of Africa and Somalia and everything, and there's hundreds and thousands of them um, that are down here trying to get in to the border of the United States via Mexico. I sent you a uh, copy of the video on um, on Facebook in the uh, you know in, in the Facebook Messenger, and uh, I wanted you you know to, to get a look at it so you know what I'm talking about you know and you can uh, you could probably vet it as much as I can. We have a big issue right now, Doc. They're coming in hot and heavy down on the Mexican border, and I mean if you look at this video that I sent you. The border is overloaded with Somalis and Africans. Well, that's what I've been hearing. In fact, uh, Rusty Monsi said it's becoming a real problem down there because it looks like there's a, a staging area. And he said there's a lot of people there that uh, don't speak any Spanish. And uh, they appear to be Muslims. And they're just nasty to everybody. And uh, it, it's, uh, a lot of people are just fed up with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, see, but nobody's that's, controlling that's the, the order. Problem. Yes, that's not the only problem. They don't speak English and they don't speak 
speak Spanish, but they're overloading the border, and the Border Patrol... Now, this is the question that we have, Doc. How did they get there? Well, uh, he seemed to think a lot of them were coming in from Cuba. Well, I think that uh, they're being bussed in by Barry himself. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. And, and I mean, since you mentioned it, I've talked about it on the show before, but we have evidence, uh, go, this is going back now uh, three years, uh, but three years ago we were down there on the border and we uh, landed our private plane and we were getting off there to uh, do a live broadcast. And we were talking to the flight line attendant, and he said, yeah, he said, they're bringing these big MD-80 aircraft in here, and they're packing them with illegal aliens and flying them all over the United States and right. resettling them. Well, nope. we have a big that. issue, and uh looks like they're going to be flooding that border before, uh, you know, our, our president, Donald J. Trump, is going to shut that border down. But uh, we're, we're going to have some big problems here, people. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are just sitting back and going, oh, you know, one day, you know, one day we're going to eventually do something about this. Very small. The time is now. Well, the time is now. And uh, we're actually probably a little past due, Bobby. Uh, seriously. Right. When is your next broadcast for Rage Against the Regime? Do you know? Uh, you know, Becky and I are probably going to do one um Probably going to end up doing one Monday. Um, I just got back from vacation. I went to Arizona last week and, you know, just kind of catching up. But uh, I think Monday we're going to be doing a really big show. Um, we've got quite a few things that we want to cover. So, But uh, I, I appreciate you asking, Doc. Well, we, we want to know. Uh, and then when you talk to Becky, ask her about her random thought, I hate bras. Oh, yeah, I saw that up there. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I haven't had a chance to follow up on it, so I, I haven't even read into it yet to see what's going on, but it was it was an amusing post. Right. I hear you. Okay, well, Doc, gonna, I, I appreciate this video and see what I can find out, and I'm going to reach out to my buddy. Uh, uh, I just got a text from Rusty down there and see, uh, see if he's got any new information. But... There are still we're we're in the danger zone, and I think you know that we're in the danger zone right now. We've got a uh, a president that is a loose cannon, and there's no control for him. There's nobody that can control him, and uh, we're going to see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Off the spray, Doc. That's all we can do. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate you calling in, Bobby Ritter. Don't be a stranger here. All righty. Appreciate it. Have a good day, everybody. Talk to you later. And, of course, Becca Joyce right. said uh, uh, FEMA camps are going to be used to round up these guys. Doesn't surprise her any. Uh, J.W. Weems says uh, it's happening apparently in Tijuana. Well, I don't know. We're going to find out. I haven't had a chance to actually look at that video and vet it yet. So I guess we will, we will see what's happening with that. Uh, I wanted to uh, bring in... Uh, Uh, another quote from James Mattis, by the way, there's another word I lear- that I learned to prioritize as I evaluated units, and that word was affection. So, uh, and he talked about his friendship, leadership lessons from his 41-year-long career uh, as a Marine. General Jim Mattis, 40 years in the U.S. Marine Corps. <clears throat> okay, all set. Whenever you're ready, Kurt. 
mind. Marionette Young asked me a question about the toughest decision that I've ever had to make while I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, do you regret the decision, and would I have done anything differently? You know, Marionette, when we go into the Marine Corps, we swear to obey orders and carry them out to the best of our ability and defend the Constitution. So I've not regretted those decisions, and, and one of the toughest uh, that I could mention to you was after being ordered to attack into the city of Fallujah, uh, I was ordered to halt the attack, deep inside the city and during that first and ultimately aborted attack ordered to withdraw our marines and sailors out of the city they had fought for and they had lost some of their buddies in that fight so it was a difficult uh, decision uh, it was a decision taken for reasons that had nothing to do with the tactical situation on the ground i was concerned to a degree if the marines would lose confidence in their leadership uh, because of it, but they didn't. I still recall a young saw gunner uh, being interviewed by a television crew talking about how terrible he must feel that he was being ordered out of the city. And he was a slow talking Marine from down south. He just calmly looked into the camera and said, doesn't matter, we'll just hunt him down somewhere else and kill him. And I bring this up because ultimately it's about the spirit of the Marine Corps that nothing, nothing really can stop us. And we just don't take refuge in self-pity or any of that kind of stuff. And so as a result, the Marine Corps remains a very feared organization in this world, as it should be. Uh, so tough decisions, tough times, and sometimes things don't go our way doesn't have anything to do with the decision we make about how we feel about it. Every Marine makes their own decision about how they're going to react, what happens to them. And that's what sets the Marine Corps apart, because when the times get tough, the Marines get tougher. Got to like that, guys. That's, that's good stuff Bill right Claiborne there. Claiborne wants to know, how did I continue to stay motivated throughout my Marine Corps career? That's real easy. Uh, Bill, I'll tell you right up front, there were some jobs in the Marine Corps I didn't care for. I learned to hate minefields at age 21 when the Marine Corps trained me as a second lieutenant in the infantry to go through them. And I continued to hate minefields as long as I had to encounter them throughout my career. But the reason I stuck around the Marine Corps was the spirit of the Marines. Uh, I knew I could make a lot more money doing something else. And I knew I could live a lot better quality of life and not be deployed all the time. But it was the spirit of the Marines that kept me motivated. I never went to work feeling like, woe is me, that life is tough or anything else. I look forward to every day, and it's simply because I stuck around the Marine Corps for the right reason. And that was to serve alongside young Marines. This is the kind of stuff that we need, guys. These these. This guy is a real man, and he's a no-fooling-around kind of guy. And I love it. Uh, I wanted to hit this a little bit. I don't know if there's any of you that watch this show, but here in Texas we have a show that originates. I think it's on the Learning Channel. And it's called, uh, uh, it's called Fixer Upper. And uh, they're now under fire because they're Christians and because their church doesn't believe in same-sex marriage. And so they're being hounded now 
because uh, they are not uh, doing any shows that feature homosexual couples. Now, I want you to remember one thing. Homosexuals make up less than 3% of the entire population worldwide. Less than 3%. Sometimes, as in some places, as low as 1.5%. So what are we talking about? We're talking about 3 out of every 100 people, or uh, we're talking about uh, 30 out of every 1,000 people. We're talking about uh, 300 out of every 10,000 people that are homosexual. That's what a small minority this is. In fact, I don't think you could actually find a smaller subset uh, than you're going to find. Oh, great. Another pop-up. Jeez. And I can't close it. I don't think you're going to be able to find uh, a smaller subset of people in this. I mean, it's just, just factually really doesn't exist. And uh, on the other hand, this shows they, the Chip and Joanna Gaines, a married couple from Waco, uh, they are Christians. They, they love each other. They are a perfect picture of marriage. They've got a lovely family. They're what everyone should ascribe to be. And yet, because they do not worship at the altar of homosexuality, they're therefore not acceptable. I am violently opposed to this. Now, the only, the only thing that I feel like may, we may get a boost from Islam is the fact that Islamists are violently anti-homosexual. And Islam, Islam believes that homosexuals should be killed in the most gruesome manner possible. So, but then on the other hand, Islam is just even more dangerous than homosexuality. But if there's any agreement, it's there. Uh, is Islamic uh, Muslims hate uh, homosexuality, and, uh, and so do I. Because homosexuality is not a healthy lifestyle. And it's, once again, a subset of a subset that are creating this problem. I know homosexuals that absolutely are violently opposed to the militant homosexual movement that's trying to do this. I know homosexuals that have lived their entire lives, some of them are advanced in age now, and virtually no one knows outside of their home that they are homosexuals because they are not violently militant homosexuals. They just want to live their life and be left alone. They go to a church, Chip and Joanna Gaines do. It's uh, Pastor Jimmy Siebert, and he believes in traditional marriage. And he said, we're not anti-gay. It's like my church. My church is not anti-gay. If you're a homosexual, you are welcome. We are not going to support homosexuality in our church, but we're certainly not going to keep you out of there because how in the world will you ever hear the truth if you don't come to church? But the very idea that they're going after this couple, Chip and Joanna Gaines, for no other reason than the fact that they've never had a homosexual couple on their show. Well, part of the reason they haven't had a homosexual couple on their show is because they're from Waco. Waco is one of those areas where less than 1% of the people that live there are homosexual. Makes it very difficult because the show is set in Waco, and that's, uh, that's who they got. Is is uh, the people in Waco? That's who's going to be on the show because they're in Waco. But um, the way that's being written up, the way it's being covered by CNN, 
is once again, they're lying about this by saying these guys are anti-homosexual. They're not. And uh, the fact, you know, and then chastising them because they have not promoted what they view as perversion on their show. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Whatever happened to the freedom of the church? I don't know. Pretty sad out there if you ask me, guys. So uh, the only thing you can do when something like this happens is you gotta you gotta pray and you gotta funkifize. Let's do it, E. Come on, fellas, you got to funkifize. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. And I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Friday, December 2nd, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. Hello, Melody. December 2nd, counting the days. 2017 is just around the corner, and... 2016 is almost it's behind history. us. It's history. Mm-hmm. Well, gold. I have mixed emotions about that melody. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind 2017 being right around the corner, but as you get more and more years behind you, you begin to think, hmm. It's fewer in front of you. <laughs> Probably I'm just should saying, cling to the ones we have a little more tightly than. Uh, there's fewer in front of us, I should say. Yeah. To all of us. But anyway, we enjoy every day we can, and it's a beautiful day here on in the eastern shore of uh, Maryland. Uh, it's been it's been an incredible fall, just a beautiful fall. Warm temperatures, a little windy. I could take that away, but uh, other than that, a very, very mild fall. So hopefully winter will be the same, but uh, gold, uh, eh, it didn't do any historical moves today, but we were up 390 on gold, 390 on gold today at 1176.50. Uh, gold, silver is up 20 cents at 16.78. That was a nice move for silver, up over 1%. Platinum was up 13. That was up almost 1.5% at 933. And palladium was down 9 at $746. Didn't have an opportunity um, it's been a hectic 
two days of December, uh, so I didn't get a chance to see what crude oil did today. Oh, it's 51.62, up 0.56, a little pressure on the dollar, 0.17 at 100.72, and the paper markets today was another market I didn't have the opportunity to follow, which I normally do, so we will both be surprised, as the many listeners. The Dow was down 20 points. 19,170. NASDAQ was up four at 52.55. The S&P basically unchanged, 21.91. 10-year yield, 2.39%. That dropped uh, 0.05 euro, 107. That was also down. Interesting to see that down at the same time that the dollar was. And foreign markets were pretty much flat. It doesn't seem London and Germany are too concerned about Italy because uh, basically they were unchanged overnight. A um, lot of hoopla about Italy and possible bank failures with a referendum coming up this weekend, but the markets didn't show it. Even ours didn't react. And of course, they're blaming. The increase of gold has a reflection to what's possible coming. <laughs> oh, $3. Okay. But you know what, Al? It's one of these situations when nobody's paying any attention to it. <laughs> are you talking about gold or are you talking about Italy? Italy, the referendum. No one's yeah. paying any attention to it. Uh, I think gold it's is, Sunday, isn't that right? Yes. Gold isn't responding or anything. No, three bucks. That, those are usually the events that make a difference. So we'll see. Uh, and, I mean, we do get to the point. We have all these things that are coming to dates and, and changes in, in the way the world works, how the world's monetary system works, is changing, the, the, the cliff, uh, it's close to the collapse. And then when these events happen, the world just doesn't seem to care. Uh, they will care one of these days, but uh, so uh, when something assume, really happens. When something really happens. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, today we did have. Uh, let's see what happened today. Well, I guess U.S. hiring picked up uh, last month in November. The unemployment rate tumbled to a nine-year low, on a drop in the number of people. In the workforce and wages unexpectedly declined. Um, they show a 178,000 gain, followed a 142,000 rise in, Octo in October, and they did re revise that down. Um, so the, the real number in October was 142,000, and in November was 178,000. Everyone was predicting about 108. Um, the jobless rate fell to 4.6%. Average hourly earnings fell by 0.1% from the prior month to 25.89. This is the first decline since December of 2014. Um, the average work week for all workers was unchanged at 34.4 hours. The participation rate, which shows the share of working age people in the labor force, that decreased to 62.7% last month. And we all know that that's still been hovering near the lowest level since 1978. Uh, the total number of working age Americans not in the labor force increased to 95.1 million, up 446,000. And the, this is the one of the important numbers. Of course, we haven't talked about John Williams lately, but the underemployment rate uh, 
uh, and that includes the part-time workers who want to work full-time position and people who want to work but have given up. Um, that is at 9.3%. And again, this is the lowest since April 2008. But really, it compares uh, with the 8.4% in November of 2007. And if everybody remembers, uh, that was the so-called month before the recession began. So really wasn't, you know, anything in there that wasn't anticipated. So, um, And I did want to make an announcement for the 2017 uh, the year 2017, American Silver Eagles on uh, American Gold Eagles. Uh, we will begin accepting orders uh, for those next week. Now, you have to remember, even though I can take orders and lock in the price for you, if you're looking for the 2017 uh, American Eagles series, the gold and silver, um, the U.S. Mint cannot release them until January. So the whole order would be processed as usual, but shipment wouldn't begin till about the middle of January. And the mint so. will go along with the price that you're quoting right now, even though they're going to sit on it till January before they fulfill the order. We That's will right. lock. We will lock in the price. Um, Is the mint locking in also? Well, there's ways of doing it, Al, that I don't want to explain here on the on the program. But you know, we hedge our. You know, we all hedge ourselves for any future rises and so forth. So with with the mint, you basically have two wholesalers, and we all hedge ourselves against any increase in, in pricing and so forth. So my suppliers do, their suppliers do. So, you know, we lock you in. What's interesting is usually a lot of the dealers out there will charge bigger premiums. We don't. You know, it's going to be the same price as the 2016. Um you know, just wait. Till, you know, so it depends if you if you're interested in the 2017s. But they did make that uh, announcement, as I mentioned earlier in the week. I would let you know once I had something. They did stop the production for the one ounce silver bullion coins and the American Buffalo one ounce bullion coins. Remaining 2016 inventories will be sold until depleted, um, and they do not release how many 2016 bullion coins remain in inventory. So, you know, we just don't know. We keep selling until we run out. Considering we had such a slow summer, um, I doubt that they're going to run out prior. It depends on what happens in the rest of the month. If something happens with Italy this weekend, yeah, they could be gone next week. So, you know, so, you know. so as long as nothing exciting happens like that, you know, we should be okay for product. Um, let's see anything else. The American Eagle Platinum Bullion Coins, uh, the information uh, on the sales of those will be provided at a later date. Uh, and they have not, um, the U.S. Mint have not disclosed whether the Platinum Coins will be offered without mintage restrictions or in limited numbers like they were in 2016. There were only 20,000 American Eagle Platinum Bullion Coins that were offered in 2016, and all were sold. Um, so that should be just, uh, and, and that also applies for all the fractional pieces also. All the four sizes of the coins. Um, and what's interesting, too, is I think it was July that they took the uh, allocations off. There's usually restrictions to the um, dealers on how many 
how much product they can purchase. You know, dealer A can have so many, dealer B can have so many, dealer C can have only so many, C, dealer D can only have so many. Well, they took that restriction off. So we've been selling um, without any allocations. So again, that kind of gives you a little more difficult you know, prediction what the month could hold uh, to, to see if there was product available later on in the month. So if you're looking to buy, particularly those who have IRAs, if you're looking to uh, get into the end of the year before, well, actually you have up until April, uh, but usually a lot of people begin looking at taxes and so forth and how they can um, move things around at the end of the year. Remember, they are precious metals gold and silver IRAs available to you. So if you're looking to do that by the end of the year, um, I would do so. But there's other product available if there was problems with the American Gold Eagle or Silver Eagle series. So. I've got an article here from Marcus Slant. It's just interesting to me, a little brief comment. The headline is Trump to make debt great again. And said yesterday, Trump's Secretary of the Treasury appointee Steve Mnuchin stated longer-term treasuries were on the table. Now, we talked about this last week in Greece, where they had a couple of cities in Greece. No, we talked about it this week, too. Did we talk about it this week? Well, I mentioned that Mnuchin said that they were going to extend the maturity dates on the treasuries. We didn't go into detail, though. Well, with that, the point I want to make here is, in Greece, we talked about it last week, I believe, it was three cities where the debt was extended. You get a bond from the city, municipal bond, but one of them would be a little over 100 years for the bond, and another one was over 200 years before the bond had to be paid off, and the third one was 2,192 years. Take out a bond, and it won't be payable for another Two millennia. What? Well, that sounds crazy. And it's the sort of thing that you look at and say, well, yes, that would, maybe the Italians, they do, you know, the Italians are a little bit strange. You can explain. Here we have a Secretary, uh, uh, Donald Trump's Secretary of Treasury appointee, Steve Mnuchin. He says, we're going to maybe do longer term treasuries on the table uh, in this country also. That, that, um, he says, interest rates are going to stay low for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. All right. That means that means that Janet Yellen or whoever winds up being chairman of the board of the Federal Reserve System, she's not going to raise rates significantly. They're going to stay down probably less than one percent, maybe in the vicinity of a half a percent. I don't know, three quarters of. There's a good chance they'll stay below 1%, 1% or below, for the course, if we can believe Mr. Mnuchin, for the course of the next one, two years. And the first point. And then among other, uh, among other initiatives, he said, we'll look at potentially extending the maturity of the debt, because eventually we're going to have higher interest rates, and that's something that this country is going to need to deal with. And he's saying, when, we, when finally we get away from these low interest rates, we're going to have to give it them up sooner or later. And when we do, it's going to create a big problem. He says it's something the country is going to have need to deal with. He's saying this is going to be big trouble. 
he didn't come out and still use those words, but you read the link between the lines, that's what he's talking about. And, and it goes on, as said, asked if he would consider maturities as long as 50 or 100 years. Mnuchin said, we'll take a look at everything. So what's that mean when they consider maturities instead of a 10-year bond or even a 30-year bond? They're, they're considering issuing bonds that have a maturity of 50 years or even 100 years. What's that mean? It means we are in a world of what can't be paid won't be paid. They're saying, why don't you loan, lend us money right now that any, any, anyone in their right mind would say, well, I'd like to be paid back in 10 years or maybe 30 years. But no, more. no, we'll give you a 50-year bond or a 100-year bond. Why? Because they don't think they can pay the debt. That's what it is. This is an expression of insolvency. If someone's going to borrow money from you and repay you next week or next month or even next year, that's a reasonable reasonable amount of time. Five years, maybe, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, yeah, you know. When we talk about 50 years on a bond, we're talking about you could take a bond out today and you're going to have to live 50 years to collect on it. That's crazy. And a hundred years, a hundred year bond. I mean, this is just absolutely bizarre. But what it is, is evidence that the government knows they're insolvent. They want to be able to borrow more money, but they don't want to have to repay it anytime soon. And the only way they can get around the problem they have, which is too much debt and probably not enough access to credit, they're going to have to try to bamboozle people into accepting, oh, we'll pay you, but not right now. Maybe I'll have the money for you in 50 years, cross my heart, and hope to die. That's like giving government money. When you calculate the amount of inflation that's almost certain to happen over that 50 years, this isn't a, this isn't a loan. This is a gift. Here, let me give you $100,000, Uncle Sam. Let me give you a million dollars, Barack. Let me give you a billion and you don't have to pay me back for 50 or 100 years. It's evidence that the country is in significant trouble, and the incoming Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, he understands that we can't pay our bills right now. All right? And that's why they're looking for longer maturities. They can maintain the illusion, oh, you can test us, whoop, whoop, you know we're good for it. We'd rather owe it to you than cheat you out of it. That's essentially what these extended maturities, and they're an expression of that, of that idea. We will borrow your money. We're not going to pay you back, <laughs> maybe in your lifetime, but we're not going to cheat you out of it. You can count on us to pay you back in 50 years, 100 years. Come on. I mean, who knows what's even going to be here in 50 or 100 years, as fast as this world is changing. Um, and... I look at this, and they're going to do this. They're going to put out bonds that have a 50-year, 100-year maturity. They'll do it sooner or later. I don't know that they'll do it immediately, how soon this is going to happen. But they'll do it. It's almost certain to happen. And it's simply an expression saying, we've got to have the money now. But we don't have the means to repay it in the near future. That has to make people anxious, nervous. It's got to make you wary. That's and say, you know, I better, say, I better put my wealth into something that'll stand the test of time. Because there's no way of knowing that these bonds are going to be good for 50 or 100 years. And even if they are, what is it going to do you? It might do something for your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren. 
by the time you get done with inflation, eating away at these bonds for 50 years, virtual certainty that whoever's holding them is going to have something that has value akin to Confederate money. We're going to take a break for some commercials. Melody and I will be right back on Financial Survival. Please stay tuned. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Cedarstrom on financial survival. What's next, Melody? I don't know. I don't want to work anymore today. I had a rough week. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why don't you just do all the the rest of the program? Oh, sure, uh -huh. sure, sure. I'll never hear the end of it. Here's one. Uh, I'll, I'll just wait. I'm not finished. <laughs> oh, see, I knew. I knew it was a trap. I knew. <laughs> never hear the end of it. Why don't you do all the rest of the program? I don't start to do the program, but wait, not now. Wait, wait, wait. I can Only do the rest of the program you. after we close down at the top of the hour. <laughs> I just want to remind the, the listeners we've been selling quite a few of the $1,700 package. Um, the uh, December package, we're going to try to take it through the whole month without changing the price. So regardless of where it goes to the high side, we're going to try to keep this as long as we can. But the special includes the smallest of gold coins, the Type 1 gold dollar, and the largest, a $20 Liberty gold piece. And you will also receive 
receive a brilliant uncirculated peace dollar and of course the 2016 American Silver Eagle and that will include the special Merry Christmas packaging for the Silver Eagle only so you get a little stocking stuffer there for someone so you know help with your Christmas shopping if you observe Christmas and uh, put in a little stocking, it makes a really nice little gift. If you want to buy them separately, just give us a call and, and uh, we'll price that out for you. But this particular package, $1,700, and includes uh, all your shipping and insurance also. So it's a great little deal. And they're beautiful coins. I can't remember, only if someone requested them, uh, the 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 one dollar gold piece and they're great. Uh, they're they're just great little coins. They're about the size of the one tenth ounce American gold eagle, and uh, just just neat little coins uh, to pick up. And this package is the perfect thing um, to add to your collection. So one eight hundred three seven five four one eight eight. Make sure you visit our website dgscoins.com. Dgscoins.com. Now you can, now you may continue out. Now now is it okay. Not, not, you sure now. Pretty you sure. sure. Well, Pretty depends, sure. Okay. Depends on what you're going to talk about. Well, I'll talk about disabled Greeks protest as more austerity looms. Ooh. That's a headline from the Associated Press. It says disabled people and patients with chronic illnesses from around Greece protested in central Athens Friday against austerity measures as the government races to clinch a new deal with bailout lenders. When they talk about austerity, what do they mean? Austerity describes a condition where the government cuts back on benefits, they don't provide as many services to people, and they raise taxes, and the net result is people are living on less than they had previously, and they call it austerity. But what austerity is, is what you get when you can't pay your bills, and two, you can't declare bankruptcy. Huh? You know, I've talked about this time or two in the past, but the problem Greece has is they're bankrupt, they're busted, uh, and they should be allowed to file for bankruptcy. And they wanted to when they had their new president and new secretary of finance, uh, Department of Finance. They came in a couple of years ago now, I think at least two years ago, maybe a little more than that. And they said we're bankrupt. But the powers that be didn't want them to file for bankruptcy. And and as a result, they can't pay the bills, but they can't declare bankruptcy and get out from under them. And they are caught in a kind of debt servitude that translates into austerity. And the reason I just bring that to people's attention is we're going to see austerity here before this is done. I don't know that it will be the same degree that they see in, in Greece, but we'll see something like austerity where you're going to have less income, less services from government, and you're going to have you're going to still be expected to make good on the national debt and perhaps on your personal debts as well. Unemployment among uh, people with disabilities was more than double the national jobless rate of 23%, with poverty levels also sharply higher. We want to live in, digni in dignity, uh, one man who told the Associated Press. It's the, he's blind, and he said we want to live in dignity. It's the obligation of the government and European institutions to stop us from being further isolated, impoverished, and discriminated against. Well, everyone would like to see the blind 
live with greater dignity. But the truth of the matter is we are living in difficult times. We would also, people who aren't blind, would like to live in more dignity and less poverty and less austerity. And we are now in a situation, you see it in Greece, and I think you're going to see it here in this country, where we have lived off the future for a generation or more. We've been just writing those checks against the future, borrow, 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 leave the bill for the kids. Well, guess what? We are, we wind up being the generation or the beginning of the generation, speaking of myself, we're the ones that are going to have to pay these bills. We're the ones who are going to be expected to pay these bills, and we can't. Right? And it's going to create a problem. The government is going to be squeezed. They're going to say, okay, less entitlements, less subsidies. We're going to have to cut back on what we pay out. We're going to increase. We're going to have to increase at least our revenue, maybe by raising taxes, maybe by borrowing more. But everybody's in a bind, and it's because we were foolish as a nation. We've been living off debt and debt and debt, and we've now reached a point where we're pretty close to where the debt is going to have to be paid or it's going to have to be repudiated. And either way, it's going to cause great problems. And the blind and the people who are disabled in, in uh, Greece, they want, they want the government and the European institutions to uh, help them. And I'm going to sit back and say it's just not likely to happen. As a people, the Greeks have played the fool. And they're going to be held accountable to that. And it won't matter whether they're blind or disabled. They're still going to be held accountable. There's going to be a difficult time. There's already a difficult time in Greece. And it's not going to be escaped as long as these debts remain. The left-led government has struggled to meet strict conditions for the release of more funds under the country's third international bailout. Greece has relied on bailout rescue loans since 2010 and in return has had to overhaul its economy and implement painful spending cuts and tax hikes. Again, painful spending cuts and tax hikes, that's austerity. Uh, And Greece should never have taken these bailouts. You know, when you're, you're in a bind and you're going broke and you grasp at straws and you say, all right, if I can get somebody to lend me some money, I think I can get out of this. Maybe you can Maybe the smarter thing is just say, look, I've made a big mistake. I need to declare bankruptcy, get out from under, and start to rebuild again. Because if you can't get out from under these debts, the national debt, we can't, it's not going to be paid. As long as we continue to try to pay it, however, we are going to be impoverished. We're going to take them and going to try to pay a debt that you can't pay. You keep trying and trying and trying, and, and the money that you spend out of your income to pay the debt is going to be money that you might have used to make the mortgage payment on your house or buy a new car or whatever. Right? And bankruptcy is not a good thing, but if you if you really are in a position where you can't pay the debt, bankruptcy is it should. It's certainly something people need to think about, and they have to. And the world has to recognize that people and nations that are going bankrupt are not going bankrupt simply because they've been incompetent, foolish, ignorant. That's a lot to do with it.
But they've also been seduced into this with a debt-based monetary system. Fiat uh, drachmas and fiat euros and fiat dollars. They are all debt-based. We can't keep running up the debt, running up the debt, running up the debt without having a day, without meeting a day where somebody says, how about you pay your debt? And everyone's going to sit back and say, what? Pay the debt? We don't have to pay the debt. I, who said, I never expected we were actually going to have to pay our debts. Is that, is that crazy talk or what? It's going to make for a difficult situation. And uh, if the people want, want dignity, the blind, the disabled, whatever, if they really want dignity in Greece, they also have to accept some kind of responsibility. They should have been expect, ex- accepting it for several decades. Avoided going into the debt. Avoided living beyond their means. And if they had been more responsible, then today they could have more dignity. That's true for Greece, and it will be true for us. The solution and, to the problem is we're going to have to be more responsible. And, and, and you, you talked about earlier about the debt in this country going higher, and I think about the agreement with Carrier yesterday. I mean, don't people realize that the tax credits that they get have to be paid by the people of that state? Property value, property taxes will go higher. Uh, there, I mean, somebody has to pay it. And or they have to cancel the debt. But if they cancel the debt, again, there's the problem. If we do, because we have a debt-based monetary system, cancel the debt, you cancel the correlative paper but the point debt is, in the meantime, the bonds that, get, that monetize that debt. But in the meantime, taxes are going to go higher. Hmm? Doesn't matter how many how many if places. You can it. Doesn't matter how many places they they just cut taxes on one area and increase them someplace else, and they'll inch them up just a little bit. And you know, and again, where is it going to stop? Uh, it's you know it's you can only stop can't. sometime after Trump takes office, and we have to start to deal with reality. Rather than a well, certain amount made, of you know, you know, and again, the, the, those people had their job saves, half of them, and uh, it didn't, didn't stop another. And yet, the corporation who owns Carrier, United Technologies, again gets billions and billions of dollars from the from the Department of Defense. I think it is from the government with contracts. So how many of those contracts are they going to get? Well, they won't even have to compete. Well, that was, I don't know if they have to compete or they don't have to compete, but my understanding is that Trump has at least threatened to say, look, you're not going to sell us another air conditioner. You move, you move your plant, take your jobs with you, and the rest United of that, you're not going to sell any more tra- do, United, air conditioners to the uh, government, federal government. Well, United Technologies do, does a lot more than just air conditioners. Oh, that's, that's, just, that's just Carrier as a, as a subsidiary. United Technologies, I mean, they're, they're heavily into the defense and so forth. So that's where they get the billions and billions of dollars. But people don't know that Carrier is owned by United Technologies. Few do. Um, most people who listen to alternative media do, but uh, mainstream media out there, I mean, the mainstream populace out there, the general populace, they don't know that, you know, they just hear what they hear from TV and so forth. So, And on the know, Internet, don't forget the Internet, Melody. 
everything. <laughs> no, because you have to search on the internet. So unless it pops up in their normal uh, media, they, they they won't know. So that might Again, be on Texas. Twitter. Might be on Twitter or Facebook. Everybody refers to this carrier. You know, ninety percent of the population will just know it as carrier. The employees know, but anyway, the point is, <laughs> and that's why I get discouraged. But I'll tell you what, Al, I watched President-elect Trump when he was doing a rally last night. And I don't know who writes his speeches, but I'll tell you what, they are incredible speeches. I mean, it does give you those Reagan moments where you feel that optimism. It's like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to kick butt. You know, we're going to we're tired of taking it anymore. (laughs) We're going to kick butt. We're going to take it back. And then after the speech and, you know, and so forth, it's like, okay, reality sinks in. And this is the truth. And so forth. I need somebody to give me another fix. I need another speech. I don't give us another speech. But he had he does. He has incredible and he he has learned to um, the way he presents those speeches. The way he delivers those speeches anymore, he has become very good. Well, he's a showman, that's for sure. And yeah, and I, I was just like, yeah, you know what? And, and then I, and, and so anyway, <laughs> and I'm still positive, but anyway. Yeah, it's one of those things, on. though. I am, never I am hopeful. Down. I'm hopeful and positive. I'm optimistic on one level. I want to be. But I keep looking. Reality. Wait, wait. Yeah. What about wait? You know. What about this? I, I hate to be the guy that's kind of party pooper in this situation, yeah. but I'm still saying, look, the debt's too great to be paid, and that makes problems that are just insurmountable. This can't be easily escaped. And it, we were reading just a moment now. ago comments now, from. It's just the, not. It's just not the debt. It's that their solutions that. They they sound great, but when you start putting it on pen and pencil and start figuring and then adding in the amount of debt that we have, it just doesn't seem to. Well, if Trump may be, able to make, may be able to make a happiest kingdom of them all speech, but again, we were talking about Steve Mnuchin, who is his appointee to be Secretary of the Treasury. Goldman Sachs. And he's talking about 50 to 100-year bonds, right? And he's saying sooner or later the interest rate has to rise not for a couple of years, but when it does, it's going to be big trouble. Huh? He didn't say, he didn't use the words big trouble, but that's what it means. If you read it, he says, uh, again, because eventually we're going to have to, we're going to have to have higher interest rates, and that's something this country will need to deal with. When he says need to deal with, he's not saying, <laughs> you know, this is going to be an interesting little challenge. He said, this is going to be trouble. Or at least that's the way I read it. And I think he's, which is to say, Mr. Mnuchin is probably more in agreement with what we talk about on this program than he is with Donald Trump's speech. He probably understands that there's more to what's happening than just delivering, you know, a happy days are here again speech. It's going to take more than that to actually solve our problems. Everybody knows. You know, I mean, they know. And uh, Federal Reserve, you know. But they will they will take every drip they can from the printing presses and, and, and do whatever they need to do until their fingers until their fingers fall off. And um, hopefully, you know, some of that additional funds will go into infrastructure and so forth. But inflation is coming, folks.
I understand that. You know, it's coming, Melody. A break. But it's all about 30 seconds away. And do you have anything to fill the 30 seconds? I'm sure you do. You usually, no, I really you don't. I'm, 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 I'm winging it right now. I'm winging it right now, <laughs> Melody. And I'm watching the clock tick down, tick eight, down, tick down. Well, well, let me finish. 1-800-375-4188. Remember, folks, we got some great specials going on. Silver Eagles, you can get the 2017s. You can lock them in next week. Price is good through. Uh, we can deliver them in, these, in January. And uh, But I say don't wait. Just get 2016. The dates don't make any difference. But anyway, unless you're looking for a tube or two. I okay, hear the music. Folks. We're going to break. Yes, we're going to break. We'll be back in a moment on financial survival. Please stay tuned. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. On financial survival brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. Got an article from Fox News. And this is this is infuriating. The headline is Obama administration stiff arms lawmakers questioning secret refugee deal. Nearly 2,500 refugees from terrorism hotspots around the world are bound for the United States after being rejected by Australia, but not even top lawmakers can get any answers about who they are. 
In an unprecedented move, the U.S. State Department has classified details on refugees to be resettled in America via a secret deal made with Australia. Now, get this. The Australians say, we don't want these people. I don't know why they don't want them, right? But at least a percentage of them are Muslims coming from apparently terrorist hotspots. They're going to be trouble in the Australians say, we don't want it. Give them to the Yankees. Give it to the gringos. The Americans, let them deal with them. And apparently the Obama administration has gone along with us. In an unprecedented move, U.S., again, they, I read that, but they classified details on refugees to be resettled in America via a secret deal made with Australia. The bilateral deal, which Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull called a one-off, he's saying this is just one, we're only going to do it one time. This all involves 2,465 people currently being held in Papua New Guinea and Nauru and who will now be transferred onto U.S. soil. According to Center for Immigration Studies fellow Don Barnett, he said this is a backroom deal, wheeling and dealing with another country's refugee problem. I don't believe for a moment it's a one-time deal. That's for public consumption. In other words, what he's saying is saying, yeah, they'll bring in 2,500 this time, and next time they'll bring in 5,000, and the time after that, who knows? And we're not even vetting these people to see. We're not even looking. We're just bringing them in. They're coming from trouble spots. They are a significant percentage are Muslims. I don't know if they all are. Some are. But a significant percentage are presumably Muslims. And we're just going to take them in. Sure, what the heck. I think the reason is because we have a Muslim in the White House. I think that's the reason for this. All right, who's willing to go along with this. No one who gave a darn about this country would allow this deal to go through. Representatives from the Grassley, from the Grassley Goodat uh, Committee, that's in Congress, are set to revive a classified briefing on the Australian refugee deal next week. However, numerous questions could remain shielded from public view, including costs, timing, benefits in the United States, and perhaps most importantly, why it was done in secret. It is impossible to look at this and say, well, they're going to bring 2,500 new refugees into this country from terrorist hotspots, but it's all going to be okay. They've all been properly vetted, and they're all Christians, see? And they all go to church on Sunday and whatever. No. We don't have any information on these people at all, and it has to be that the reason for the secrecy is there are attributes, characteristics of the people that are being brought in here, it's 2,500 people that are going to be refugees that are going to be brought, uh, resettled in this country. They have political baggage that the American people will not stand for if they can find out what's going on. It's the sort of thing that is, I don't know, I, the sort of thing that's infuriating, for me at least. Um, and it's exactly the kind of treachery, treason, contempt that I expect from the Obama administration. They'll just do what they want to do. They are essentially lawless, and they are without obligation to the American people. They don't have any obligation to protect this country. They are acting on a regular basis. How are we well served? By bringing in 2,500 refugees. The Australians don't want them. They got them, but they don't want them. So they're going to dump them on us. How are we well served by that? 
They've Does anyone bringing, have an idea? They've been bringing in refugees for a long, long time. Oh, I understand. Time. It's not a and new thing, but it's a story. Hey, look at the guy in Ohio. He's been here for how long? Are you no. talking about Mr. Pence? No. The Somali refugee. No, I understand. Who, 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 who drove the, into the uh, university, mm -hmm. uh, the vehicle. I can't recall his name right now. Uh, he, he was a refugee, I believe. Oh, that's right. Somalia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's been here for years. A lot longer than the Obama administration. And what's the lesson? This is just something that's been going on for a very long time. It's just, and and it's I'm not, not supporting Obama in any means, but it's just. You know, it, it has to be stopped. It, is, it has to be it stopped because it and is it, dangerous to this nation and the people that move make this happen. They say they're just humanitarians. I don't believe that for a minute. They are endeavoring to balkanize this country. I, I saw that Buffalo, New York, the school district has something like 250 different languages that they teach in. This is insane. This is insane. This is a formula for national destruction. If you're coming to this country, you learn English or you live a second-rate life. We are not going to accommodate your foreign languages. Shouldn't do it at all. Should not be an accommodation for them. And to hell with the humane and the rest of the stuff. We'll do what's right for this country. And if you can't, if you don't want to go along with it, fine. Don't come by. Stay where you are. Well, this Stay in Syria. Stay in Iraq. Stay in wherever you want to be. Well, You're not coming here to, live, to speak your language. This is one reason why Mr. Trump was elected to see if I those borders can. So we'll have to wait and see what happens in 2017. Uh, the problem even there, we shouldn't have to wait to see what's going to happen. There should be people in positions of power who have brains enough to see. Yeah, but we but know that there's. This is we know that out. We know that. Spiking the punch at your eighth grade, at your eighth grade uh, graders' graduation uh, party. All right, you're going to get a bunch of drunken kids, and that's going to be a bad situation. It doesn't. Well, you can't. We let's give them all alcohol to see what happens. Let's not give them all alcohol, because somebody's got to have brains enough to say this is going to be a bad thing. Uh huh. And you should be able to see that. We have people in Congress, people in the Senate, people in the White House. They should be able to see, and I'm sure they do, that this will be a bad thing for the United States of America. But they do it anyway, knowing it's going to be bad, because in the end they are globalists and they are prepared to destroy this country in order to create one world government. And we're supposed to just sit back, and to a large extent we do. We go along with it. We put up with it. We hope. You know, well, maybe we need to know, stop hoping well, and actually take some action. Well, you know what, Al? And they, they, we voted Mr. Trump in to see what he can do. So votes do matter. Well, they and, matter. And being and being proact does matter. And we've seen it happen. Do you know how many times I hear, oh, it doesn't matter if you vote anymore. I know in a lot of clients that didn't, I have a lot of clients who didn't vote for Mr. Trump. They voted for third parties. They wrote in uh, and so forth. But the majority, at least half of the population, did vote for him, and it did make a difference. So we'll have to see if he follows through. Well, we got rid of one through. establishment figure out of, the, out of the White House. That was one thing. The, the White House did not go to the establishment. At well, the not, point not is, obviously. the change happened. So now we are expecting change, and we'll have to wait and see 
if it does but it's happen. the kind of and change it's also going should to be have interesting. 20 years ago. You know, we talk about this, but it's interesting to see what's happening up there in the Dakotas. One of my clients told me, he says, you know, he says, I think, was it December 4th or December 5th? Um, there's major things going up there. I had no idea that some of the things uh, that he was telling me about was going on up there. And um, so with the, the pipeline and the, the Lakotas and the, the, the Indians up there. So, um, you know, that, and I know they're all for the pipelines, and uh, uh, supposedly these Indians don't have a chance. And um, But... Uh, you, know, you don't hear anything, anyone in government taking charge of that and, and, you know, sending, I guess it did go through the court once. I don't know if it went out to the Supreme Court or not, but um, anyway. Anyway, it's the world is crazy and you can't thing. get straight answers exactly. It's, it's hard to get straight answers, hard to know what's really going on, and that may explain, here's an article from Ms. Shedlock's Global Economic Trend Analysis. It says, trust in mainstream media dips to record low. All right, a Gallup poll shows that trust in mainstream media fell to a record low of 32%. Trust has been on the decline since 1972, and that's when they started to follow trust in the mainstream media. Americans' trust and coincidence and confidence in the mass media to report the news fully, accurately, and fairly has dropped to its lowest level in Gallup polling history with 32%, one out of three saying they have a great deal or fair amount of trust in the media. This is down eight percentage points from last year, meaning last year 40% had a great deal or a fair amount of trust in the media. This year it's only 32%. It's eight percentage points down, but that's a 20% decline compared to what we had last year, if you catch my drift. It had 40%, fell to 32%, um, 8% on a percentage basis, but on a, on a numerical basis, I guess you could say, but as a percentage of trust, the people who trust are the 20% fewer people who trust the mainstream media today than there were a year ago. Gallup began asking these questions about trust in 1972 on a yearly basis since 19. 97, over the history of the entire trend, Americans' trust and confidence hit its highest point in 1976 at 72% in the wake of widely lauded examples of investigative journalism regarding Vietnam and the Watergate scandal. You know, we went through all that trauma. That's an interesting point because we went through all that trauma during Vietnam and Watergate, and we had... There was a lot of criticism of the mainstream media, at least by government. Um, there were extraordinary stories, um, dangerous stories that were reported. And it turns out that in the midst of all this, all this obvious trouble, Vietnam all right, and, and Watergate, the media rose to the occasion and actually delivered something that the public took a certain amount of pride in. Now, we have since then, we have been losing confidence, losing confidence. The article continues, it says, and staying in the low mid-50s uh, through the late 1990s and into the, yearly, uh, into the early lows of the new century, America's trust in the media has fallen slowly and steadily. It has currently been below a more majority level, meaning under 50% since 2007, which is the last year of the Bush administration and essentially marks the beginning of the Obama administration. It's continued to slide, in other words, under the Obama administration. And this goes to 
mainstream media is here to bamboozle us to some degree, and everyone understands that. We are getting propaganda rather than news. And it's, uh, there's, it's, tiff, it's tough to tell the difference between the two. It's tough to say this is the line right here. On this side is news. On this side is propaganda. It's, the, the line is fuzzy. But just the same. Everybody understands we're being bamboozled, and that's why, or most people understand it, and that's why two-thirds of the population don't trust the mainstream media. And what's the solution? Somebody's going to have to act, and the mainstream media is actually going to have to go after characters like Hillary Clinton. They're going to have to push for impeachment if she's still in office or trials if she's out. Right? They're going to have to look for people in Congress and the Senate and the federal courts. And it's just going to happen in large measure if, it, if this can be led by the mainstream media, it can be made to happen. And if the mainstream media keeps silent, then the probability that people are going to be held accountable for their misdemeanors and, uh, and felonies is not high. Uh, Melody's talking about there's news coming out of the Dakotas on the pipeline. Big changes, but we're not getting them. We're not hearing about it. Actually, they it's have evidence that the media is maintained, manipulated, controlled, and it does not inspire our confidence. And therefore, people wind up looking to programs uh, they find on the Internet, which is not to say that the Internet, <laughs> the only thing you can find there is true. There's, there's stuff on there that's embarrassingly bad. But still, Actually, they're looking there's a place to hunt. There's a place to hunt for the truth. If you want it, it's there. You may have to make the effort to find it, but if you want that truth, <clears throat> you may be able to find it in the Internet. And it's not only a question of the Internet, for example, or alternative media. It really re involves your own capacity for discernment, which means you don't automatically believe what somebody says. You consider and sit back and say, well, does this sound like it might be true, or do you think it's false? And if you do that enough, you eventually refine your ability to discern. And you can reach a point where you say, well, I can, this sounds like a bunch of crapola. This sounds, I think this is true over here, or mostly true. But it's up to you. It's not just up to you to find somebody that's telling the truth all the time. It's up to you to make it your business to learn how to discern or more clearly discern what the truth may be and who is, who is fooling you, who's trying to exploit you, who's trying to tell you the truth. So it's up to some people to try to tell the truth. It's up to other people in the audience to try to understand what is true also. So mutual agreement between some broadcasters, some publishers, and some people in the audience. You know, we have to work together to try to find the truth and agree on what it is. We're out of time. I want to thank all of you for listening. Melody and I will be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Todd, the producer. Bye-bye. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Pain is Still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. The 
political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserve, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have selfdefensefund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit selfdefensefund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Friday, December 2nd, 2016, and it's about 2.08 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. That's when it is where you're at. We're live, 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. Last chance to call in to the Frank Report this week anyway. So uh, if you want to call in or you were thinking about calling in or you thought you might like to, well, it's your last chance for the week. You've got a little under an hour to make that happen if that's what you wanted to do. But if you'd like to participate, but, you know, you just don't want to call in, whether you're shy or you're busy or whatever, you know, you just don't want to, but you still like to kind of participate, you can do so by going to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. And uh, we have a chat room there. Everything you need to know about the network is basically on the website. And, uh, you know, there's some things uh, that are going to be added here uh, probably this weekend. Uh, one thing that I've been working on, and it's not, <laughs> I'm not working on it predominantly for the website, although it will go on the website because it's a good place for a public notice. And it's a creed. And everybody has a creed, whether you write it down or whether you're even aware of it. Everybody has a creed. A creed is, you know, what you believe in, what you stand for. Okay? Who you are, basically. That's a creed. And everybody has one. You know, so you might not even know what it is, but you do have one. And uh, writing it down and, and making it publicly known is, and, and when I say publicly known, I really mean public as in government. Let the government know, hey, you know what, buddy? This is who I am. I know who I am, and oh, bad news for you, I know who you are too, okay? And I know your relationship to me. And I know what you're doing. So, you know, that's uh, going to go on the website. Some of you will like it. Some of you will think it's nonsense. Uh, you know, just like everything. You know, some people like things. Some people don't. But, nevertheless, it's all true. And everything I put in there is really where I stand and what I believe in. And what I what I know, I know. Okay? For me. You know, and you, see, that's the whole thing. It's what you know about you. And people can say, you don't know that. Yeah, I do know that for me. It might not be true for you. I don't know you. You can have your own creed, and that's what you can know about you. You know, and a creed is also something that, like a constitution. It doesn't just change because a new bunch of criminals come to town and decide, Lo, let's write a bunch of stuff down and make everybody go along with it. It is, look, if there's any changes to it, there should be some real thought to it. It should, you know, uh, yeah, over time, from the time you were maybe 18 years old to the time you're 50, if you wrote a creed down when you were 18, I'm sure it would be much different when you're 50. That's normal. People learn, people grow, people, you know, have different experiences and learn different things. 
But from 18 to 18 and a half to, you know, things shouldn't change that much. All right? Anyway, so that that's something to, I don't know, look forward to. I'm looking forward to putting it on there. But uh, you might, you know, like it or not like it. But whatever. Speaking of a bunch of criminals rolling into town and, uh, you know, just writing new laws, everybody's all worried about this new uh Oh, this new thing that Congress is working on now, and it, it just passed by a whole bunch. I'm trying to find it here. I probably won't be able to. I might have even closed it because, you know, I read it, and I'm like, well, okay. However, you know, the bottom line is this is the first person that they're going to do this to here in the United States, and they will, should sue them. And say this is unconstitutional, because it is. And what I'm talking about is this new bill they're, they're running through Congress, these bunch of maniac jack wagons in there that think that, oh, Russia's doing this and Russia's doing that and Russia. These are the same crackpots that told us not long ago that, oh, eh, psh, Russia's nothing to worry about. They're all rust bucket. They're a washed up, used to be superpower, nobody uh, anymore. Really? So we go from that to oh my God, they're they're hacking into the United States election systems and they're they're they got Donald Trump elected and they're they're the ones with all the fake news. When everybody knows the fake news are the FCC licensed so-called professional journalists, what we laughingly refer to as the mainstream media. Okay, it's not mainstream media, nothing. What it is is the depart. It's the Ministry of Propaganda. That's what it is, and that's all it is. Yeah, CNN. You know what they just got caught now? You know, just just today, again, CNN's at it on a live mic in an open video. They are sitting there joking. About, <laughs> and this is the sign of Donald's, tra- uh, you know, he's going to be rolling into town here. He's going to be landing. And and this is the sign if he crashes. <laughs> oh, big fun, huh? Oh, they've apologized, though. Nothing to worry about there. You know what? Honestly, I would, if the, one of the first things I would do if I was Donald Trump is I would tell the FCC, I'm telling you what. You are going to seriously review every one of these licenses from every one of these major scumbags out there. CNN, Fox News, all of them. Oh, yeah, some of you might think, well, Fox News, uh, well, they're right. No, they're not right. They're a leftist organization. The only reason they put any rightness out there is because, well, it sells, folks. The same reason they would prop up a communist little prostitute like Megan Kelly and act like she's some sort of what conservative commentator are you kidding me she's an actress and not a very good one at that and oh for those of you that think she's pretty well okay she's not ugly but you know what you can see better looking girls down at Walmart I'm serious Megan Kelly ain't all that. And you know what? I, if you spent the amount of time Megan Kelly does in front of a makeup uh, artist before she goes on air, they could make you as pretty as, as her. That's right, Bob. 
I'm talking to you. They could make you as pretty as Megan Kelly if you spend as much time with a makeup artist as she does. I hope Fox News dumps her. I hope she does go to CNN so she can float down into the abyss of irrelevance. Because that's where CNN is. They are irrelevant. If I was Donald Trump, I would, I would ban any CNN and MSNBC actors from any White House press conferences. You have zero access to anybody in our administration. And if I catch anybody in this administration, see, now this is where an executive order would be absolutely legal. Absolutely, you know, hey, justified. I'm writing an executive order. Anybody in the executive branch that speaks to CNN, MSNBC, in any capacity whatsoever, if we find out about it, if we identify you, you will be fired. I would shut them out. I would lock the door and say, zero access for you. Nothing. Why not? They have shown themselves to be liars and frauds. And why isn't the FCC reevaluating their licenses? They have been caught uh, editing, and not editing in a way just to, you know, take out uh, pops and clicks and dead spots of air. No, no, no. Editing to change the content of what people have said in both video and audio multiple times. Okay. Why isn't the FCC reevaluating their licenses, saying, wait a minute, you can't do that? And they got the nerve to call anybody fake news? They don't even have the right to call the onion fake news. But there's this bill that is saying, oh, well, you know, this bill is going to do, you know, it's all about Russia, Russia. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see. Oh, God. This, this proper knot. What a bunch of... <laughs> I tell you, man. These guys... <laughs> this is out of the New Yorker, though. But, uh, you know, they... Uh, you got to be kidding me. Anyway, that's not the story I was looking for. This is all about this... this phony group of so-called everything they put out there they say two groups of experts of course we can't tell you who they are because they're too scared yeah they're anonymous because they're too scared well you know what I can make up anonymous tips all day long see that is the essence of fake news I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to tell you these people told me so, and they're insiders, and they know what's going on, but I can't tell you who they are because, well, they don't exist. I I mean, well, because they're scared. Yeah, that's right. Look, folks, anybody, anytime who quotes anonymous tipsters, and that goes for the FBI, that goes for the news media, that goes for anybody. You know what? If a witness is not got the gonads enough to stand up and say, yeah, I'll tell you what happened, and I'll tell you who I am. I don't care. 
then you know what? They're, what they have to say is meaningless. I don't want to hear it. Well, I'll tell you, but you can't tell anybody I told you. Oh, really? Screw you then, because what you got to say is worthless. You know what? Give me the documents, and I'll I'll take the responsibility, and I'll say, hey, looky here. I'm reading right right here. But people close to the president say, experts say, but we can't tell you who any of them are because they uh they only talk to us on the condition of anonymity. Uh huh. When did that become okay with reporters? Oh, I know when. Yeah, the Washington Post. Everybody praised them for the whole Watergate thing. Deep Throat. Well, who was Deep Throat? Oh, I can't tell you. Why not? Why not? They've got all kinds of witness protection things and all kinds of things. You know, I, I don't buy it. I don't go for it. And some of you may argue that, well, you know, sometimes there there may be a time when an anonymous, you know, source is necessary. Anonymous sources are only necessary to point you in the right direction to go get a real story. Okay? With real people that you can name and point to and say, hey, look, here's what's happening. That's what anonymous sources are good for. Not to quote them as your uh, as your definitive, here's my here's my proof. The invisible man that I can't tell you who it is. Yeah, right. Okay, so I should believe you why? Because you're so trustworthy? Is that why? I don't think so. But they're pushing through this bill uh about how they're going to start you know what i'm going to leave that to the next i'm going to leave that till i can actually find it because it's 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 well enough to read to you so i can actually point out that you know how unconstitutional this is so people are berating andrea merkel in germany you know she's doing these uh, virtual town hall meetings and she's getting slammed by the people because they hate her because of what she's done. She's infested their country with Muslim savages. And they're raping German women. And they're robbing German stores. And they're displacing German children from schools. And people are pretty pissed off about it. And they wonder why the Germans every once in a while click their heels together, shoot their arm in the air, and start killing people. You know, really, I mean, you wonder why? Well, I'll tell you why. You push people hard enough, far enough, long enough, and they're going to eventually try to kill you. And that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. So, is this all happening by accident? Do you think Andrea Merkel and Barack Obama don't understand that concept? That they weren't aware of that? They never learned that anywhere? I don't believe that. I think they know exactly what they're doing, and I think they are pushing people to the wall. Now, Donald Trump has a problem. Okay? I mean, he has a serious problem. And I, you know what? I commend all the, uh, you know, the Americans out there that want to turn this thing around that have been showing great restraint as the idiot 
communists are out there burning down neighborhoods, protesting in streets, and all this other crap. And while the savages are running around, raping and killing and murdering, all right, they haven't yet decided to saddle up and say, you know what? The next Muslim I see is going to stop breathing. The next protester I see, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. They haven't done that. I think, I think honestly, that the Obama administration and the powers that be are really trying to push the American people into this so they can say, oh my goodness, we have such a big bad problem, we're going to have to declare martial law, and we're going to have to postpone the... Uh, you know, the uh, new seating of the president, and this and that and the other thing. I really do. I, I believe that they would like to do that. But I'm telling you, this isn't going to go away just because Donald Trump rolls into Washington, D.C. He's going to have to do something. And he needs to do something right away about these friggin' Muslim refugees. Okay? They need to, they need to stop that. And they need to collect them all and say, you're going home. We gave you a free plane ticket here. We're giving you a free plane ticket back. And you're going home. And then, you know, the Mexicans, look, if you're here illegally, hey, look, I'm telling you, 90 days, you got 90 days to get the hell out of Dodge. Or we start arresting you on site. That's right. Hey, you don't think you can tell who's an illegal and who's not? Well, I'll give you a clue. A real easy, quick way to figure that out. Hey, Paco, you understand English? No comprende. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's see some ID. Oh, no ID? In the bus. No, really. Now, I'm not promoting kicking indoors or anything like that. I don't think it's necessary. But these day labor things on the side of the street, oh, gee, how how hard is that for an ICE agent to figure out where to go and look for illegals? Huh? How hard is that? But then you really got to focus on employers and businesses. And I really think that Donald Trump and I think he should start with immigration, not because it was his first biggest promise, but because I believe he can do more to turn the immigration catastrophe around through executive orders than he can anything else. Because you've got to understand, I'm not proposing that Donald Trump write laws through executive order. I'm just saying he cancel prior executive orders through executive orders, because Obama's the one that has, we have immigration laws. The only reason our so-called immigration system is broken is because that stinking Muslim in the White House has given executive orders to the executive agencies to tell them, listen, stop enforcing the law. That's what's broken about it. He broke it. And Bill Clinton, too, and George the Shrub Bush. They've all had their hand in this with executive orders. Just get rid of their executive orders and we'll issue one more executive order 
to the executive agencies and say, you are commanded to aggressively enforce the existing laws. Wow, who's going to be upset with that executive order? Gee, telling executive agencies to aggressively enforce the law? Oh, wait a minute. That's the president's oath. So he would write an executive order actually affirming his own oath. Oh, and all the dirtbags that are in all these agencies' oath. Because guess what? You might not put this together, but this is how it works. The only one with any authority are the people who are elected. Okay? Because the authority comes from the people. The people elect these these officials. They have the authority of the people. The people have bestowed upon them, listen, we're giving you our authority to take care of our business. So they get up there, they take an oath of office. They have the authority, but they can't do things all by themselves. So they got to appoint some you know, agency heads. And they got a, you know, a bunch of them have to be confirmed by the Senate. And this is a, you know, big deal. And okay, fine. And they got to take an oath too. And then they got to hire a bunch of people because, well, we can't, you know, there's still not enough of us to do this all. So they got to hire a bunch of people who don't necessarily have to take an oath. But I want you to understand something. They can write down anything they want, but the only authority that any of those agents have stem from the elected official who took an oath. They are operating under his or her authority, and that elected official is operating under the authority of the people. It's kind of like a sheriff. Okay, so where you live, unless you're living in Connecticut, or some, you know, communist state like that that got rid of sheriffs. Sheriffs are elected by the people. His authority comes from them through the Constitution, and then there he is. He's the sheriff. Well, gosh, you know, he can't, he can't do his job all by himself, so what he does is he hires deputy sheriffs. They're deputies. They have no authority of their own. They are operating under his authority, okay? It's like if somebody gets Amazon Prime, and they pay for it. And then you go, oh, man, you know, I saw there's something on here that I'd like to see, but I can't afford to buy Amazon Prime. And your buddy says, well, hey, here's my password. You can use my account. Guess what? You're watching Amazon Prime, just like all the other people that paid for it, but you didn't pay for it. You are watching it under the authority of your buddy who let you use his password, who he did pay for it. It's the same thing. It's like a sheriff and deputies. It's like every government employee is operating under the authority of the elected official, the one who took an oath. So you know what? That oath that that official took applies to every stinking one of those employees. Now, they can't be held for perjury of oath or anything like that, but they can be fired because you're operating outside the purviews of my oath. I can't let you do that because you're operating on my authority and you're abusing my authority. You're operating outside of my oath. 
I can't allow it. You're fired. But th- how often does that happen? Oh, you can't fire civil servants. Oh, the hell I couldn't. I guarantee you that would change if I was president. You screw up. You're a civil servant. You're fired. Anyway, we're going to play some uh, play some music going in and out of the breaks here. And uh, it's a little different kind of music than I usually play. But, ah, what the heck, it's Friday. So enjoy, and we'll be back in a few. One, two, three, four. Put me in a
Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Friday, December 2nd, 2016, about 2.42 out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 800-932-1980, or theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, avrn1.com, or avrn.tv. We'll also get you there. Once you're there, you'll find out everything you need to know about this network is there. Plus, we have a chat room, and you can participate in the show from there or just socialize. It is there for you. Anyhow, and uh, also, you know, archives, all that stuff. Like I said, everything you need to know is there. All right, let's uh, just see here. I pulled up this article. And I'm waiting for my my stinking uh, Chrome clone called Firefox to get me to the the right page here. And that's really what it is, folks. You know, at one time, uh, Firefox was actually independent. Now it is just a Chrome clone. And that's really what it is. And, and, you know, you don't have to believe me. Uh, You can use your own mind and look at it and look at Chrome, and they are exactly the same except for the face. And then go to Mozilla's website, and you'll find out... Oh, who are they partnered with? Oh, Google. <laughs> who owns Chrome? Yeah, okay, there you go. So, sorry. Too bad. Okay, H.R. 6393. It is the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2017. It passed in the House of Representatives on November 30th. Okay, it still hasn't gone to the Senate. So, you know what? Call your senators and say, look, unless you want a friggin' lawsuit, dummy, you won't do this because it's ridiculous. They're going by false information, okay? Fake news, if you will. Uh, let's see. Section 501, listen, calls for the government to countermeasures by Russia to exert con- covert influence carried out in coordination with or at the behest of political leaders or the security services of the Russian Federation and the role of the Russian Federation has been hidden or not acknowledged publicly. Now listen, definitions include media manipulation, covert broadcasting, disinformation. Now what what qualifies as disinformation for the government? Oh well, anything that contradicts their lies is disinformation according to them. So this is a problem, folks. But of course, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out how this could be used against what they call fake news sites, okay? And you want to know who fake news sites are? Because the government has put up yet one more of these phony organizations, kind of like the Southern Poverty Law Center, okay? Just as fake as they are, right? And they are fake. The the Southern Poverty Law Center is nothing but a propaganda arm of the United States government, you know? And, you know, this place has all kinds of fancy little graphs and everything else, but it's all BS. These people just went to college and learned how to put together this crap, and therefore they, oh, look, see, it's legitimate. No, it's not legitimate, because you know what? You can do any study the way studies are supposed to be done, but if you put in crap data, well, what what comes out is going to be crap. It's going to be lies. But if you put in lies, you're going to get out lies. You want to know some fake news sites that they have determined? These are Russian satellite websites, okay? The Russians are controlling all these sites, folks. Now, listen. 
InfoWars, Zero Hedge, True Activist, Natural News, Ending the Fed, The Corbett Report, Washington's, uh, Washington's Blog, Before It's News, The Ron Paul Institute. Gee, who'd have thunk it that Ron Paul is actually working for the Russians? Wow! Hang the bankers. The Activist Post, the Anti-Media, Veterans Today, South Front, Your Newswire, Americans Freedom Fighters, Global Research, and Paul Craig Roberts. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And why are these all Russian? Well, because some anonymous website that will not, all they do is they put out graphs and they put out, oh, we got this fancy slick looking report, just like the Southern Poverty Law Center does. It's all just full of lies, but it looks good and it reads well, and oh boy, it sounds like it's real, but it's fake. And they don't give any sources. Everything's anonymous. We have uh, two groups of experts. Why not ten groups of experts? Well, they figured, hey, one is not enough, two sounds good, three would be pushing it because, well, we're making it all up, and everybody's anonymous, and you don't even know who runs the site or anything. Everything about it is anonymous. And they have the nerve to, talk, to point the finger at somebody being fake news? Really? Listen, folks, the minute everything on a website is anonymous and you can't find out anything about anybody, and all their articles are citing anonymous experts, hey, little red lights need to go off in your head saying, uh, this could be a fake website. <laughs> and yet, the House of Representatives, the dimwits, they, these guys are, uh, you know... You got to wonder. You really, really got to wonder. Are they really seriously that stupid, or are they working against us? I'm starting to think they're working against us. All right, let's let's flip gears a little bit and talk a little tiny bit about Shill Stein. Hmm? Shall we? Yeah, that's her new name, Shill Stein, not Jill, Shill Stein, because she's obviously a stalking horse for the Democratic Party. And why wouldn't she be? Because she's a communist, just like all of them are. It's just, you know, she wanted to be the head communist, or she wants some spotlight, or or she just wants $8 million. Hey, who doesn't want $8 million, right? Well, she says, oh, you know, uh, razor-thin margins, unexpected outcomes, use of unreliable machines. This is why she's doing it. It's not because of uh, $8 million that I'm going to keep for my own uses. No, 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 no. And, uh... What she said on the air is lies. She said, oh, well, it's only going to be used for the recount. That's not what she said on her website. She said she can't guarantee that even recounts will be done. And any money left over will go to her projects to make everything better in the world about voting. Yeah. Oh, okay. We can trust her. So she has tried to get recounts in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Okay. So Michigan now, hey. Hey, admittedly, that's a close race. There was a 0.3 percentage point difference. All right. Wisconsin has a 1% difference, and Pennsylvania had a 1.2% difference. Okay, so you can make the argument that, well, all right, well, those are pretty close. Oh, but they all just happen to be states that Donald Trump won. Okay. 
Well, if Jill, if Jill Stein is really telling the truth and all she really wants to do is make sure that our elections were fair and honest and everything else, then, okay, how come she's not calling for a recount in New Hampshire? Huh? That's where Hillary Clinton won by 0.4%. Isn't that close enough? I mean, that's closer than Pennsylvania at 1.2, and it's closer than uh, Wisconsin at 1%. A whole percent. Pennsylvania, over 1%. But New Hampshire is 0.4. No recount there, Jill, huh? How come? Don't we need fair elections in New Hampshire, or don't we care about them? Well, how about how about uh, Minnesota? Hillary Clinton won Minnesota by 1.5%. How come no recount there? I mean, hey, Florida, I mean, Pennsylvania, they wanted a recount there, and that's only 1.2%. That's almost 1.5%. How come no recount there? Don't the people in Minnesota need a fair election up there, Shill? Huh? Do you see what I'm saying? If she was really telling the truth, New Hampshire and Minnesota would have been included in the recounts. But they weren't. Only states where Trump won. So Shill Stein is a lying sack of crap, just like every other communist on the planet, all right? Because if you are a communist, you are a liar. Because you're trying to tell people that communism works. Communism will make things better for you. That's a lie, because communism has never worked. It always fails, and it makes everybody involved with it miserable or dead. That's what communism has always done. It doesn't work. It never works. It can't work. It won't work, and it never has worked. Okay, but here's some good news, huh? <laughs> you really gotta, you really gotta search for this stuff. I mean, you really gotta stretch to say, okay, I gotta find some good news. There's gotta be something good, right? All right. Well, here's something. Planned Parenthood is referred for criminal prosecution. Hey, that's something. Today, the House Energy and Commerce Committee's Selective Investigative Panel announced that they have referred Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast for criminal prosecution to the Texas Attorney General on account of its illegal sale of baby body parts. You know, folks, there are crimes... And then there are crimes, right? I mean, look, okay, murdering somebody is a crime, and it's a heinous crime, and it's really bad. But, you know, I mean, at least with murder, you can say, well, maybe you had a reason. You know, it's not good enough to not make it murder, because really self-defense is the only reason for that that would do that. But, you know, I mean, you get in a fight... They really made you mad. They stole your girlfriend. They robbed you. They did something, and you killed them. And, and you know, you murdered them, and, and you're going to go to prison or be executed, and that's that. But, you know, heinous as murder is, uh, murdering a baby and then chopping it up and selling its body parts? Okay, that goes a little beyond just murder, doesn't it? I mean, Really? So, okay, it's not good enough for you that you murdered this baby in the first place. 
Now you're going to chop it into pieces, part it out, and sell it. What? Wow. Wow. You know, it, it's... It, it, it goes beyond heinous, okay? It really goes beyond heinous. Oh, here's a headline. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's lengthy. The major purveyor of fake news is the CIA corporate complex. Wow, what a what a what a stretch there, huh? Hey, here's something really bad. And this completely this is another thing that people need to challenge, uh, you know, constitutionally because US judges can now sign global hacking warrants. Really? On Thursday, changes to the rules around US search warrants came into effect. Meaning that magistrate judges can now, listen, authorize the hacking of computers outside of their own district. Well, folks, this is a very dangerous precedent because it cuts at the very basis of all law. Because the basis of all law is jurisdiction. Okay? Jurisdiction means the law must apply to you and what you did and where you were. Uh, you know, and to say uh, some jerkwater jackass called a judge can sign a warrant in, uh, well, I don't know, say Oregon and say, yeah, I'm giving you permission to hack uh, computers in uh, Texas and New York and, well, anywhere in the world you want to. I'm giving you a blanket warrant to hack every computer on the planet. Well, I'm sorry, but that judge doesn't have the jurisdiction, the, meaning the authority to do that. That's like, you know what? I've got as much authority as some jackass judge to to rule this as they do. Oh, sure. Go ahead. You know what? You can go rob somebody's place uh, in France. Go ahead. I give you permission. And when the French authorities arrest you, you just tell them Frank gave you a warrant. I'll tell you what. Countries around the world should reject this. People should reject this. You know, I don't care how scared you are. This is a bad move. Well, let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. I'm looking for stuff here. You know, because we're running out of time, and I want to give you the good things. Oh, I already did this one. This is something here. Corporate uh, debt crisis in Mexico. Yeah, they're fixing to, uh, you know, they're fixing to have a, a bad day down there. And we are here, too, so don't don't get so happy. But, hey, here we go. The conservative purge begins. Apple has now removed the Breitbart uh, app from their app store. That's right. Yep, Democrats are furious that Americans rejected their criminal, unethical, boring, and fainting far-left candidate. And they are outraged that they do not control the flow of information anymore thanks to the Internet, Fed, Book, Twitter, and Talk Radio. So rather than win on ideas, they have decided to purge the conservative websites from the marketplace of ideas. Yep. Took it off. If I was, you know, I, I honestly, man, I <laughs> all these scumbags are lucky that I didn't get elected king. Because if I did, uh, they would be leaving the country. 
Because I'd make it real clear to them, time's ticking on you, buddy, because let's see, we've got, uh, well, I don't know, a little over a month before I start coming for you. And I don't mean coming for you with you're under arrest and you're going to jail. I mean coming for you, you're over. Okay? You're not going to be heard from again. No, they're, they'd be done. For the heinous acts that they have committed against the American people, I'm sorry. I, I guess we could have some public trials followed by a public hanging for these people that run Apple, that run Google, that run Fedbook, that run Twitter. Yeah, all of them. Oh, gosh, here's here's the thing. <laughs> this is, I mean, it'd be funny if it wasn't, well, true. Uh, let's see here. It's, oh, UC, University of California, President Napolitano, you remember her, Dyke Wench there, yeah, her, don't enforce federal immigration laws, she says to the campus police officers. Oh, okay, hey, guess what, not another dime for USC, no more money, let your football team pay for everything. Meanwhile, Shaquille O'Neal says, hey, look, Trump won the election fair and square. It shocked everybody. But you know what? This is our system. Get over it. Let's, let's hope he can do good and make the world a better place. Wow. You know, uh, it's a sad day when a, a, a basketball player's got more sense than apparently anybody in the mainstream media, and anybody in the United States Congress. It's it's a sad, sad day. Oh, listen to this. Schools, this is what I wanted. Schools provide puppies and massages to ease exam stress. That's right, with final exams approaching, some universities are offering their students stress relief measures such as puppies, acupuncture, and massages to ensure they don't get too stressed out. University of St. Thomas and the University of Louisville are both offering hot chocolate bars and puppy petting sessions as part of their stress. Oh, my God. Oh, man, am I glad it's weekend. Where's my puppy? I need a puppy. I, I got to go pet a puppy now because I'm so stressed out. Unbelievable, folks. How How is this generation going to bring our – how is this generation going to continue our civilization? This is a serious question that we need to start asking ourselves, and I don't have an answer to it, because the only answers I come up with are not good. But you got the whole weekend to think about that. So I'll see you on Monday. we got good stuff coming up. Got a good weekend uh, schedule. So everybody, uh, you know, stay on AVRN, and I'll see you Monday. And as always, thanks for listening. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network.
All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare, while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L-A-N-S-E-T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating. Gasoline reserves are low and the price is rising. World events are at best uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call one 800 289 2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Fighting soldiers from the sky, fearless men who jump and die, men who just what they say, the brave men of the Green Beret, Silver All right, everybody. Wow, you are listening to American Voice Radio. It is Freedom Call, and I uh, want to thank our listeners, because you always cover really well for me. I was talking uh, about... Uh, 
uh, Laura, who is a regular listener uh, from the Utah, Texas, she moves around a lot, uh, area, and how uh, she was so happy uh, to find this one area that she could pick up the program, and it was just waiting for her whenever she had the time uh, to listen to Freedom Call. And so uh, immediately I received an email from uh, one of my most valued friends, Carol Stewart. Uh, her code name uh, is Swim Fin or Biz Badge, I think it was. And uh, Bobby Stewart is her husband, who's a uh, Master Sergeant Special Forces. He's the guy I told you that we were all jealous of because uh, the Playboy Playmate of the Year uh, flew in. And here I had, probably in 1965, the show camp of all Vietnam. It looked like a big star, five-pointed star which the outer uh, barbed wire, when connected, um, formed a, a pentagon chain. Oh, man, it was a fine-looking camp uh, from the air. And uh, his camp was called Budop. It was in uh, such poor shape that they had to break it up. They called it Budop and Bujiamop. And instead of having 12 uh, men... Uh, which is an A-team, they just put six guys at each camp. Well, who do you think the Playmate of the Year would choose to go visit but Bobby Stewart up there at Budop? I could not believe it. We were all prepared and ready uh, for her to touch down, and uh, you know, we'd give her a, a VC hand grenade that had been uh, defused and uh, we threw some black pajamas and some chicken blood and, and shot them full of holes. And I mean, we were able to really uh, gift her. And instead, Bobby Stewart makes Playboy. And so ever since then, uh, some of us have felt a little uh, hard about that. But, you know, that was 1965. Anyway, Carol and Bobby turned out to be two of uh, my best and most valued friends uh, during uh, my command was special forces in Panama. And uh, just to tell you a little joke about how uh, special forces guys are and whose army are, are we in, uh, we were on a, a halo jump and uh, over on, quote, the other side, we had a little uh, ocean side uh, drop zone there called Venado uh, Drop Zone. And uh, uh, we had, as I recall, that day there were some thunderstorms, and the Air Force couldn't put us over the DZ. Well, uh, to get there, you have to ride a train all the way uh, from uh, our side of the Panama Canal, uh, 50 miles uh, over to the Panama City side. Well, there was no way that we were going to land at Colby Air Force Base and uh, de-rig ourselves and uh, get trucked up and go back up to the train station and take the train uh, home, uh, it just wasn't going to happen. So uh, I said, we'll just get out here. And uh, we all bailed out just short of a thunderstorm. I looked around as we were uh, falling through the sky like bird droppings, and 
geez, I couldn't even see the drop zone. So as we got down to opening altitude, uh, we landed in uh, some uh, pretty harsh terrain. I know that was my first encounter with a Bushmaster. And so the guys that were around me, uh, we sort of gathered up and uh, I sort of thought I knew which way it was to uh, the ocean and Venado, and we would have vehicles waiting there for us. So as we started out, the first thing I did was run across this big Bushmaster, and he was uh, kind of going the same way we were, they cutting across my trail. So I stopped, and uh, Pignata, who was later killed in a freefall uh, drop, uh, was right behind me, and I said, whoa. We're going the other way. And he said, well, how come, sir? I said, look up there in the trail, and you'll know why. And he said, I agree with you. We're going the other way. Well, uh, all of a sudden, uh, my helicopter showed up, and uh, Bobby Stewart uh, came up to me and uh, said, Colonel, uh, could I give you a lift back to Fort Gulick on my chopper? Now, <laughs> it was cute. He was a sergeant first class, and I thought that he had such a great sense of humor offering me a ride on my own chopper back to uh, Fort Gooley. And so I said, well, uh, Sergeant Stewart, that'd be mighty nice of you. I said, why don't we climb aboard and uh, we'll get back to, to uh, Fort Gooley where we can get about uh, our business. And so ever since then, uh, Bobby sort of uh, had, you know, that was an SF-type attitude. What a great way uh, to hitch a ride uh, on a colonel's helicopter uh, by offering him a ride on his own helicopter. <laughs> so Bobby and Carol Stewart uh, ended up being uh, some of my best friends, and they have continued to be my best friends. Anyway, Carol, is uh, <clears throat> she's the, the sharp-edge of the bayonet in that uh, family. Now, little boys, if you look in my book, Call to Serve, uh, you will see the back my backyard at Fort Gulick. And uh, they're looking at me with all the loyalty uh, that uh, could possibly ever be was my white German shepherd, uh, Duke. And then there was my bride, uh, and, and next to her there was Michael and Melody. They were just little popper. And then here's this little blonde-haired, uh, this tow-headed uh, guy that's uh, their size. Looked like came from my loins. But that's a Stewart, and he didn't come from my loins. That's Bobby Stewart's son, who became a first sergeant and went over to uh, Iran, Iraq, and all these kind of things. Got his own veterans radio program right now. So the Stewarts all grew up and... Uh, uh, he doesn't have blonde hair anymore. Uh, he, you know, he, you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize him if you were to see him uh, in the flesh. But Carol uh, sent me an immediate uh, email that said, "Bo, uh, here is the address if people want to get the podcast for uh, Freedom Call." Well, that was exactly what Laura was talking about. Apparently, she can show up uh, at any time. And she types in w this is you know all Al Gore stuff w w w dot the uh, that's t h e american a m e r i c a n 
voice, V-O-I-C-E, dot com. And then you put a forward slash and then a number uh, sign, you know, a little tic-tac-toe sign, and then schedule, S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E. And then it pops up, uh, apparently, with the podcast, and you can uh, hear what was on uh, Freedom Call exactly as if you'd recalled it from cyberspace. It's one of those, we don't know how they do it, Al Gore things that got him uh, so many prizes, even though we can't find him, Tipper can't even find him, uh, to divorce him. All right, so the podcast address uh, that Laura uses and that you can use uh, is www.theamericanvoice.com forward slash number. I mean, that's that little uh, tic-tac-toe sign. Schedule, S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E, and I, there it'll be. Now, if, and if uh, Miss Stewart says so, it's so. Just kind of like my grandma saying so. Now, let me get to, to some of the news. I mentioned yesterday that the first person, as far as we know, other than maybe wives just getting rid of husbands, a guy by the name of John David uh, Duty who was a murderer being held in Oklahoma. Oklahoma doesn't cotton uh, to murderers, uh, to rapists, and so they give them the death penalty. And it don't make any difference if they run out of juice. They ran out of this stuff that normally they use to inject you that uh, causes your heart to stop. Well, the governor said, don't look at me. Uh, You know, make up something. So the uh, prison uh, authority said, well, we'll just use uh, this uh, euthanasia drug that they use to put dogs down. And so nobody really knew whether it would work or not. And they was wondering whether the Eighth Amendment uh, might be violated, which is a cruel, unusual punishment. But apparently, what's good for dogs is good for murderers. Uh, Killed him flat out last night, so he was executed. And uh, now that means, and probably, uh, you know, you go down and you buy it at the vet store, probably a lot cheaper than uh, you get that fancy stuff. So the Oklahoma uh, dead man walking uh, line got a little bit shorter last night. And all of those that uh, maybe had engineered or were praying for or happy about the fact that Oklahoma had run short uh, on juice, well, they I don't think they used it all, and they got plenty of the stuff that it takes to put dogs down. And, I, you know, in a way, uh, it's not cruel and unusual punishment, but I don't know uh, if uh, using uh, this uh, euthanol is uh, good or not? You know, they uh, they ask Will Rogers, who could have been president of the United States. He was half uh, Cherokee Indian, and uh, his mama was white. His daddy was a Confederate captain in the Cherokee Rifles. They never did uh, quit fighting when General Lee surrendered. 
Uh, they won every battle. Uh, they didn't wear uh, gray, and uh, they didn't. Uh, they wore war paint and feathers. And those boys that came down from Connecticut and New Hampshire and places like that, you know, to fight, uh, and they were in that uh, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma area. Well, they got whooped. They ran away every time. There was about six, seven battles. The Cherokee rifles won them all uh, because here they'd come, riding them Oklahoma ponies and whooping and yelling <laughs> tomahawks and bows and arrows and whatever shoot. And uh, the Yankees just said, uh-uh, we didn't sign on to this. And so they figured that going the other way was the better part of valor. And uh, that was Will Rogers' dad. He was a captain in the Cherokee Rifles. Anyway, he said when they asked him, uh, Will, where do you want to go when you die? He said, I want to go where the dogs go. Well, that's kind of, I mean, you know where that is. That's Rainbow Bridge. Everybody knows about that. And if you have a friend or a family member or somebody you love and they uh, lose because God doesn't require uh, the same loiter time on this earth of these four-legged angels that he does of us. And so if uh, when you lose them, it just tears your heart out. And, uh, you know, Rainbow Bridge is what you give people who have lost a dear companion. So you just look it up uh, on the Internet. Uh, just put uh, Rainbow Bridge, and then you your search engine will pull it up and uh, usually have some wonderful artwork to go with it. And uh, I think it's the truth. I'm looking forward to showing up at Rainbow Bridge. There's all my dogs playing, having fun. Suddenly, they stop. They look my way, and then here they come. <laughs> so... Don't lose faith. Rainbow Bridge. And uh, now you've got the, the place to pick up our podcast. Now then, Larry King is also gone. They didn't give him a youth assault or whatever the drug was. He just uh, quit after 25 years. I was on Larry King's show, and uh, I got in a lot of trouble. Uh, not uh, with Larry King. We got along all right, but there's a guy named Piper uh, who is was his, uh, uh, what do you call him, kind of his, uh, put the shows together for him. And so this guy called up uh, the house and, and said, Larry King wants to have Bo Greitz on his uh, radio uh, television program, the most uh, watched uh, interviewer in the United States, maybe the world. Well, uh, my wife uh, said, I'm sorry, Mr. Piper, but uh, Colonel Greitz uh, is otherwise engaged on that date. And uh, Larry King's spokesperson said, what? Who could be unavailable to be on Larry King Live? <laughs> I mean, this is the premier show. And uh, she said, well, he is a guest speaker at the Liberty Lobby in Washington, D.C. on that date. 
Well, see, I personally didn't know uh, much about Liberty Lobby, and I didn't know a lot about the Spotlight. But uh, the Spotlight uh, was the newspaper uh, that Willis Carto owned, and uh, the Liberty Lobby was the political action arm of the Spotlight. Well, I'm glad I went. Now, later, I still went on Larry King Live, but uh, they didn't treat me quite as nice as I think they would have uh, if they wouldn't have known that I put the Liberty Lobby first. But, you know, there's a lot of World War II vets. There are a lot of senior citizens that were part of Liberty Lobby. And we had uh, well attended, and it was a lot of fun. And I enjoyed talking uh, to those people that I had uh, something in common with. And so, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Liberty Lobby and Spotlight were just fine. I was on uh, the national radio uh, with Ray Breen. I think it was ABC Radio. The actual studio was in Los uh, Angeles. But Ray told me, he said, now, Bo, don't say where we are because every city acts like we are broadcasting there. So just uh, generically make uh, mention, if, if it comes up, you know, that you're here or wherever. But don't say that you're in L.A. And a guy came on and said, uh, Colonel, I got a question uh, for you. Uh, have you ever heard of the spotlight? Click. <laughs> you know, off we went to commercial. I asked uh, Ray Breen. I said, Ray how, I said, I know there's seven words you're not supposed to say on the radio or television in those days. I said, but uh, what's wrong with Spotlight? And then he told me, and I still didn't understand. He said, Bo, if I even allowed the word Spotlight to go out over ABC radio, national radio, he said, I would be immediately fired. And I have worked for more than 20 years uh, for this network, and I fully intend to retire out of here. So I still didn't know. I mean, can you imagine being so frightened of one word that a national radio being listened to uh, by only the Lord knows how many people all across the country, and they hit the, uh, you know, they got a like a five-second delay they hit that delay and went to commercial to beat that guy off just because. And then I found out later that was the newspaper that Willis Carto used to print uh, out of Washington, D.C. Now, he got sued uh, by the liberals, the ACLU and the ADL, and they put him out of business. And he went to uh, California where he tried to print something uh, like the spotlight, but it never did uh, really catch on as far as I know. Anyway, uh, Larry King uh, is gone. You'll have to watch uh, reruns if you want to see about him. Now, uh, we got a break coming up, and it's not because I'm mentioning spotlight, but I want to mention to you the uh, toll-free number for RBCD ammo. You know, I have forgotten this ever since I've been back in the hospital. I've been meaning to tell you, call uh, up the little girl 
at RBCD because I don't care if you've got a 50 caliber, a Barrett sniper rifle, uh, if uh, you have a 223 9 millimeter, uh, 10 millimeter, 40 caliber, all this weird stuff that Winchester puts out, uh, the Mauser rounds, they've got everything now. Now, listen to this. There is no better bullet in the world for self-defense and defense of your home than that made by RBCD. That's why Roscoe Stoker, uh, worked for NASA, uh, was the inventor uh, of this uh, high super velocity. Now, you may say, because I have a 460 pistol, and the reason it's not a 45, it's a 460, is because they had to put a new barrel and a new spring, all kind of new stuff, because while the 460 Roland bullet looks like a 45, it is much more powerful. And when it shoots, it makes a bigger bang. It's got more of a recoil. But the RBCD has all calibers. It flies, the bullet flies about twice at least, sometimes three times faster than any other bullet. And it is frangible, means it bursts just like a fine crystal when thrown on the ground. All the energy is absorbed in the target. It doesn't go through and just keep on going. It ought to be against the law for the police to use any other than RBCD so they don't hurt nobody innocent downrange. And it has less recoil. So it's much better uh, for smaller people, for ladies, and this kind of thing. The number is uh, 1-877. This is toll-free. That's 877-688-5985. That's 1-877-688-5985. And the really good news is, and this has been this way for years, because Roscoe and I were friends, uh, his daughter and sons who continue the business said, Bo, uh, you remain our friend, because you were a friend of our dad, and anybody that calls us and says that they're a friend of yours, we will give them distributor price on any of our RBCD products. Whoa. And so, hey, what a Christmas gift. The first load in all of my weapons, including my 50 caliber Barrett, is RBCD, and I've got 7.6239, uh, uh, I've got, you know, 223, 7.65, 9-millimeter, 45 Colt, uh, I mean, you just keep going, and uh, RBCD is the best ammunition, that's why you can only get it from RBCD, because they got a patent on it. Because it's all different, and you can't get any better. So uh, you go on the, you can either call them, or you can go on the internet and look up RBCD, uh, Romeo, Bravo, uh, RBC, Charlie, Delta. 
and then ask them. Say, I've got uh, one of these Winchester uh, with some kind of odd, you know, they got 30, 30 ammunition, 30 odd six. But you just tell them what it is and say, now, Bo uh, told me to ask you, do you have that? And they'll say yes, and you say, well, good. He said you'd send me some for distributor price. Get yourself loaded up. So when the police ask you, what are you afraid of? You say, nothing. All right, now we're going to take a break. So you stand exactly where you are, and we'll be right back with American Voice Radio. your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating. Gasoline reserves are low and the price is rising. World events are at best uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call one 800 289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. with you and uh, there's a lot of news and so I'll get right into it but Frank and I were uh, talking and chatting uh, during the break and it came to mind uh, that uh, when the flight for life uh, came to uh, pick what was left of me up I was uh, prone in my bathroom unconscious and by the way you know people have asked me on uh, email and and Facebook and uh, to myself and all this, what happened? And uh, all the tests that you undergo all come up uh, negative. Uh, the only thing that uh, they said was, well, Bo, uh, you have an enlarged heart. I don't know that there's anything really bad about having an enlarged heart. Uh, back, uh, you know, in, in, oh, a number of years ago, I was running these marathons, and uh, 26.3 uh, miles uh, is is a long way. And I uh, heard from a cardiologist that was actually assigned to train me when I was getting ready to go over uh, under what we call, uh, well, uh, it was called Grand Eagle by the government. There wasn't nothing grand about it, and it wasn't an eagle. Uh, but I call it Operation Lazarus, uh, to go for our prisoners of war. Uh, this cardiologist was supposed to be one of the best, uh, finest in the United States. He lived there in uh, Southern California, and he's the guy that got me onto the marathon. And uh, he said, Bo, what will happen is that your heart will uh, get larger, uh, but uh, it means that it can pump more blood. He said, now, if you were lifting weights, he said, your heart would get larger, but it would be muscular and would require more blood. And so I knew that uh, I had an enlarged heart because he said, uh, you know, we never really expect marathon runners to have heart attacks. Well, uh, I know marathon runners uh, that have uh, done the, uh, you know, the unexpected. 
Uh, and by the way, I was, I was talking also to Frank about something that might be important. Uh, we were talking about uh, Smiley, uh, who is my dog right now. Uh, it's an acronym, See How Much I Love You, Smiley. And uh, he has always been a second dog uh, to my German Shepherd. He's been through two uh, wonderful German Shepherds. And uh, Smiley, even though uh, the second one uh, was a puppy, and Smiley was bigger than he was, I warned him about being nice to Hartzell because I said he's gonna he's gonna grow to over a hundred pounds, Smiley, <laughs> and uh, he did. But Smiley's always been there. He's always had to take the right side when my shepherd was on my left. Uh, he's always basically you know, had to hang back. Well, now, Smiley is the, the number one dog. And uh, people have asked me about getting another shepherd. And the answer is uh, yes. I've, uh, I'm totally in love with the German shepherds. I don't know. And, you know, these border collies, I got some of you. Marcin, I'm talking about you. And Ranger, uh, they live in uh, Nebraska. And Marcin was telling me how smart Ranger is. He's a border collie. Well, those border collies are great dogs. But, you know, in Vietnam, we only had German shepherds. And maybe one reason I feel so sensitive toward the German shepherd is because we left about 4,000 of those brave animals that put themselves in harm's way to save GIs, we couldn't use uh, German Shepherds in special forces because, you see, a uh, German Shepherd has got to be fed and he has to have so much rest. And you've got to have an environment where he's just not overwhelmed uh, with sensory uh, challenges. And in special forces, uh, we uh, didn't stop. Uh, we went uh, for more than 30 days uh, walking uh, every day as far as we could, uh, ambushing, raiding, uh, mining, booby trapping. Uh, it just, uh, this, you couldn't have a, a dog. But when we left, and we didn't do it, you know, in, in Korea, World War II, they let those dogs go home with their handlers. And I knew a handler uh, with a head. Uh, a big German shepherd named Duke. And Duke, what would happen to Duke if he was separated from Sergeant Hadley? That should be a criminal act. Well, there's, a, there's thousands of criminal acts that have never been uh, adjudicated. And a bunch of them are these German shepherds that were so brave that they left uh, over there in Southeast Asia to die alone in the hands of our enemies really saddens me. But uh, German shepherds are so precious. Uh, they just don't live long enough. And uh, so I'm going to hang on uh, to Smiley. Well, Smiley is blind in one eye, and he has diabetes, and we got to give him insulin twice a day. And worse than that, uh, and God has allowed me uh, to be in his vicinity, when he has these diabetic uh, attacks, these these uh, seizures, 
And if you weren't there, they just die. But I've always been there. And just a couple of days ago, uh, Smiley was on the front porch, and I was kind of relaxing in my chair. And uh, I heard, I thought somebody had opened up the front door, but it was him. They thrash around uh, in the diabetic attack. Now, here's the secret. If this happens to one of your beloved, one of those guardian angels, you take Cairo syrup. I'll never be without Cairo syrup. You take Cairo syrup, and you put it on your finger, and you just... Because yeah, his jaw is clenched in these uh, kinds of, don't worry about them biting you. But I, and you just run your finger over their gums. I run it over the top gum all the way around. And I'll tell you, it is like magic. You know, I'll do that with about uh, two or three gobs of Cairo syrup. And all of a sudden, Smiley will stop uh, thrashing. And uh, he will try to stand up, and he will kind of wobble around. Uh, it takes him a while. You know, he's disoriented. But uh, in about a minute or two, he's back. And so uh, that Cairo syrup is some kind of homegrown magic. Now, don't forget it. And I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about this young man. He's 28 years old. He died. I put in the obituary of misadventure, because uh, how many ways can you die? You can die of accident. You can, and that could be what, in a car, you can fall down, be on a bicycle, I mean, something could fall out of the sky. There are so many ways. When you look in the Bible, uh, you can find, uh, you look and see Samson. What did Samson do? Samson pulled down the house and took more Philistines than he'd ever uh, killed before in his life with him. Now, what do you call that? Suicide? I, I don't like that word. I don't think that was true of Samson. And you look at King Saul. He was the first king of Israel. And what happens? He gets shot by arrows from these un circumcised uh, Philistines, and so he tells his armor bearer, run me through. At least it be known that I uh, was killed by the arrows of these uncircumcised, and he had some, you have to look it up in the Bible. And uh, is that suicide? And there are so many. I mean, you even look at the apostles who prayed to God uh, that he would take their life. And he, he didn't. Now, but you can lose your life, and there are so many ways of doing it. I wanted to caution you. Remember the young girl in uh, Pinellas Park, Florida, a uh, shy old girl. Schindler was her, uh, her maiden name. Uh, Shivo was her married name. Uh, her husband killed her. Now, he was a nurse uh, in the Pinellas Park uh, County Jail, and that's why I got arrested, because I wanted to look him face to face, and I wanted to offer him some of what he gave uh, that sweet little girl, his wife. Now, what uh, you do, and as commandos, uh, we're trained to do this with just one arm, because uh, the enemy may be 
uh, arm, there may be more than one. So you keep one hand to defend yourself with, but all you do is you cut off the juggler veins uh, with the forearm and with your bicep. And uh, you can do it so easy that uh, people don't even really know that they're being choked to the point where they will lose consciousness after about eight seconds. Now, if you keep that uh, just slight constriction to, let's say, uh, 30 seconds, now it's going to take them a lot longer to wake up. And after about a minute, you begin to have brain damage. And you hold that for uh, two minutes, two minutes and a half, death. Well, what this young man did, he was just full of life. He had every reason in the world, plus a little boy with the curliest hair I've ever seen, that is uh, only three. He has a young boy, uh, Andy, that is five, and he has a young daughter uh, who is seven. That's three great reasons. He, I know that he did not commit suicide. He did not. No more than Samson or Saul or any of the great heroes of the Bible. Now, I'll tell you, it, and I call it misadventure, because if he'd have known more about physiology, he would have understood this is not a good joke. And so I am warning you, about this, if you put a constriction, and what he was going to do was play uh, what I think was a cruel joke. I personally don't see any humor in this, but he was going to cause his bride to think that he had hung himself. And so he arranged the strap. His feet were on the floor. He put the strap around his neck. And, uh, you know, he probably kind of flexed his knees a little bit. Well, that constriction was just enough to cut off the flow of blood on the two parts, your jugular veins, for lack of a carotid artery, some people call it. Uh, but it means you don't get blood, you don't get air, oxygen, to the brain. And in about eight seconds, what happens? Now you pass out. When that happens, your entire body goes limp. Your knees flex. Now your entire weight is on that constriction. Now the wife sees you and runs desperately, hollering at you. She is trying to pick you up, but you're too heavy for her. She's trying to loosen the constriction, but it's too tight, and your weight is pulling it down. She doesn't even have a telephone. This is Sandy Valley. This is where the, the, the train stops, the end of the line. So she runs to a neighbor and calls 911, but it's too late. By the time people come who can assist, of course, it has been long over the requirement. Now, as a commando with one arm, 
I can cause this routinely, 100% of the time, in just eight seconds. And uh, if I if there's no enemy, there's just one person, then what you do is use both hands. It still takes about eight seconds, but it's a sure lock. It is called a blood choke. Now, I'm warning you, don't ever let your children, if you see them playing around with any kind of constriction, uh, if you see them uh, you know, trying to choke one another, uh, there, there are two basic commando chokes. One is called an air choke, where you crush the esophagus. This is a killing choke in very short time. The other is a blood choke, where you are causing the enemy to lose consciousness so that you can uh, either move past that century point you can kill them, but you have to hold for about a minute and a half for death. Anyway, please, please, please. There's been a terrible tragedy. There's three little children. There's a wife that uh, has everything in uh, the love of her life, her best friend, and now she has her family. And it looks very difficult, the road ahead. I'm beginning because people are helping me. I'm beginning to, to come up with some ideas on how uh, she can make it. But let's avoid it. You know, death is not really part of God's plan. And you can have physical death. You can have spiritual death. You can have eternal death. And... Uh, you can die for many reasons. Look at the Christians and the lions. But there are these great promises where if you die, having become a believer in God and accepted God's promises, then the promise is that you go now because of Christ's atonement, you don't go to Sheol, as was in Hebrew. You go now to paradise. Remember Christ and uh, the man, the criminal, on the cross next to him? And what he said to him before this day is out? You will be with me in paradise. And so if you look at uh, Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark, look, Luke 20, uh, about uh, uh, verse 24, you will see that if you are one of these believers, that you are in paradise equal with the angels. You can never die again. Oh, the promises are so wonderful. All right, let me give you a piece of the news before I run completely out of time. Obama has signed today, I was watching it, uh, it was 317 his time in Washington District of Criminals, it was about uh, 40 minutes before the radio program started. He has signed the tax cut. Now, interestingly enough, Pelosi, Speaker of the House, Reed, the president, uh, pro tem of the Senate, uh, these people, uh, Bannard, uh, who is the new Speaker of the House, they didn't show up at the signing because they didn't want to be seen. I mean, there's Democrats and Republicans 
who didn't show up because they don't want to be seen with Obama because they think that this is Obama's Tet Offensive. Anyway, what it does, just so you'll know, nobody gets a tax hike on January the 1st. Now, I don't believe what Obama says. He says that he has just rescued 2 million people from poverty by extending the Bush tax cuts. And uh, what, he, what happens is he says you're going to see a bigger check uh, when you get your January 1st pay. And he says that there would have been 600,000 people lost uh, on this uh, unemployment because it has been stopped. But now it is part of the Bush uh, tax cuts, and so it has been restored. So he says that he has saved 2 million people from poverty. He has restored uh, to 600,000 unemployed Americans uh, the uh, extended unemployment. And, uh, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit knows the truth of all things. It's not what happens, it's what you intend to happen. And uh, if Obama has done these things, then uh, if he doesn't brag about it too much, because it says that if you uh, have gotten your reward on earth, then uh, you have no reward in heaven. (laughs) That's why when the FBI did their best to pay me, for going up and and getting the weavers uh, and bringing them down uh, safely from uh, the federal siege at Ruby Ridge, I wouldn't accept it, not one penny. And uh, Gene Glenn, the chief agent in charge, said, Bo, we're spending the millions a day up here. He said, surely you've got bills to pay. Surely you can accept, you know, some uh, modicum of uh, money. And I said, you're not going to deny me my reward from a higher source. And that's all that I had to say about it. And Gene just looked at me kind of funny. And then I think he got it also. Anyway, uh, the first lady and the daughter, they are gone to Hawaii. Now, uh, Obama says that uh, he... And the Congress are going to hang in there until he gets uh, some of the other things that uh, that he wants to pass. And one thing that they're not going to do, the uh, first responders at 9-11, can you, you saw all that dust. I mean, it was a cloud that nobody could breathe and stay alive. Well, you saw everybody running away, didn't you? Well... A lot of people were running toward, that was these first responders, firemen and policemen, to rescue people. Well, as a result, a lot of them are sick today. Some of them have died. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.